Coming up on episode 30 of Nosebleed Seats, the Cowboys beat the Giants. We'll have reaction, and we'll talk about the rest of the National Football League. We'll talk college football. We'll get weird with Wolchuk with some poop and Tinder dating. Eric's got his biggest L and biggest dubs, and you're some of your favorite NFL players might make an appearance. We review it, and we talk to UFC. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show everyone can afford to listen to. The Nosebleed Seats. It's about that time for some Nosebleed Seats to show everyone can afford to listen to. It is episode 30. Is it really? 30. 3-0. Man, shout out to Amon Green. Amon Green, the former Husker. Former Green Bay Packer. I always yes. loved him because he rocked number 30. He was a stud running back. And his last name was Green. He played for the Green Bay Packers. What's not to love? Didn't he also briefly play for the Texans? Oh, yeah. So Babs Maybe. got love for him. Maybe. Yeah, I think like right at the end of his career. Yeah, they he was great on the somewhere field. else. Sad thing about Amon Green, he's going through some domestic violence stuff here, gentlemen. Ooh. Off the field problems. I guess it sticks with you even what, after what, you retire. Well, what kind of off the field problems are we talking about? It's like abuse of some sort, children potentially oh, involved. Child? Yeah, okay, it's not a good deal. Uh, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have shouted out Amon no, Green after all. How about all. Uh, Anthony Brown? Anthony Brown, I think, is a good 30 to go Who's for. Anthony Brown? Anthony Brown. Why, don't, why isn't that ringing a bell? Starting cornerback for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah. number. He's number 30. He's 30. Terrell you know, Davis. Terrell Davis is a good one. Solid. Good callback. Terrell Davis is going to be uh, – he is a Hall of Famer. And but give Anthony him Brown's well Anthony on his Brown, way. Anthony Brown, though. Well on his way to the Hall man, of Fame. Man, a big interception. Did you guys happen to see the Cowboys-Giants game? You know, he actually has – Anthony Brown has a chip tattooed on his shoulder, like a Ruffles chip tattooed on the back of his shoulder, I swear. You can look it up. Bab, do that now. Just to just so you know, I'm a journalist and I mean what I say. And my research tells me he's got a chip on his shoulder. I love it. Literal. He a played like, The a first result then when you type Anthony Brown into Google is chip tattoo. Okay, there you go. So everybody knows about this. So you can tell I did my I did my yeah, due diligence. Yeah, it's basically a Ruffles chip with 189 underneath. Why wouldn't you have opened with that? You're right. Episode 30. Shout out to Anthony Brown. I love it. That tat is sweet. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab. We are the Nosebleed Seats, and we are starting the show off with the NFL. Oh, it is back in all of its glory. We are one week down in the National Football League. And speaking about Anthony Brown, what a great performance he had and the Dallas Cowboys defense had. On Sunday Night Football. This schmuck Walchick, Bab, get this. He was he was tweeting me, this is the 85 Bears defense. The greatest defense. That's what he's sending me. Of all time. At about 10.30 on Sunday night, I'm getting bombarded with 85 tweets. 85 Bears. 85 Bears. Zach Walchick puts his name on it. Move over. I'm like, are you out of your mind? 2,000 Ravens. Adios. Granted, Anthony Brown well on his way. Rocking a gold jacket. O2 Bucks. Sorry about you, Rondé Barber. Give me Anthony Brown. Yeah, yeah. We don't need you, Warren Sapp. We got so, Tyrone Crawford the on one leg. Rod Marinelli's figured out how to get his ragtag bunch to be the 85 Bears. Hey, let's never say impossible with Rod Marinelli. That okay. guy just does it all. I will say, he? yeah. Rod Marinelli He's a magician. is great. I hope you can feel my facetiousness. I mean, my God. 
Yes, uh, that might be a little too much. Maybe I need that's to tap the, the brakes. That's one of the worst offensive lines. Hey, I was I've excited. Seen. I was excited. The Cowboys smothered the Giants. Their defense looked very, very good. En route to a huge win. Week one, Dallas Cowboys one to know, baby. You're sick. I do love this song. Eric, you shush and listen. But I can't stand the cocky Cowboys fan, and it's here. And it's here to stay, it looks like. God dang it. Yeah. Fade that baby down. Fade that baby down. So sweet, Bab. Oh, wow. What a fade, Bab. What a freaking fade. Yeah, it was more than I could have ever dreamed of from I, that defense that's on a Sunday. Better, that was a better-looking fade than Dak to Bryant there, Bab. Eric... You know, I was very pleased overall with the performance. We'll get a little more in-depth with it here, but what did you think while you were sitting around your Miami-based fan base of a family and you're watching the boys take on the Giants? Were you thinking, damn, I wish they, uh, I wish these were the Dolphins here? I definitely thought that over and over and over again, but then I got back to reality. Those aren't in the cards for me, so... I watched the game, and it's about what I expected. Didn't I tell you last week when you were talking about 12-4 and four Giants, they're going to score points galore, 40 burgers, 50 burgers. They're going to break the record. Did I say that? The greatest show on turf. I said I thought their offense would be very good. They I were thought gonna, their passing would be very good. They were going to break scoreboards. Did Odell Beckham play? were no match. Did Odell Beckham play? It doesn't matter. Listen, everybody keeps talking about it, and here's a tease for you. Biggest L, biggest dub. There might be some Beckham sprinkled in there. And all I got to say to that is Odell Beckham ain't blocking anybody, and they couldn't block Mayoa. No one knows who he is. Hey, no, Benson? Mayoa. Oh, I know who he is. Even even Tank Lawrence. No one. Oh, wow. No average fan knows who that even is. Pew, pew, pew. pew yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Demarcus Lawrence has been ready to explode now yeah, I've for heard, the last couple years. I've heard that for the last couple years. And on Sunday night, he played like one of the best DNs in the league. Now, is that because Demarcus Lawrence has just really turned the corner, and my God, he is yes. well on his way into a, a Michael Strahan, Demarcus Ware-esque career? You or, said it. Or did he just go up against one of the worst gosh dang offensive linemen we've ever seen wear an NFL uniform. I've got an answer for you, and you know what it is? It's B, boy. It's all of the above. Ding, 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 ding. I got to give credit where credit's due. Shouts out to you, brother. You said, look, the Giants line is bad. They can't block anybody. They are bad. And if you can't block Dallas, that tells me you can't block anybody. I think this Cowboys defensive line is going to prove to be a lot better than we anticipated, much like their whole defense was a year ago. I think that's the, this defensive line showed to me some real skill. I mean, Tank Lawrence was whooping on people. As he should have. He was whooping on people. It was nice Charles to see Tapper from a Cowboys perspective good. because you're looking from a ground zero. You're like any positive thing, like your expectations are so low that anything positive is great. It's like, listen, if you guys would have had that performance against even an average O-line, <laughs> Eric comes in clapping, baby. Eric comes in dancing, weeding boys. Okay, yeah. what do you think about Denver's offensive line? To be honest with you, I didn't watch their game, so couldn't tell you. They're not bad. Cool. They're okay. You want? They're an average offensive line. All right. So we'll see if they're so smothering Sunday, these schmucks. We'll see if this is an overreaction. But I do think this defensive line. I was extremely pleased with Demarcus Lawrence. I thought Charles Tapper showed some get off. They should play Tapper a little bit more than Taco. 
I think Daco just need yeah, Daco's not quite there. I think the story of the defense, though, and you've got to agree with me here, Jalen Smith looked like a freak of nature, a freaking demigod out there running around. He looked superhuman. Whenever he would come in and hit someone, people just freaking moved backwards, man. There was a pop. All of a sudden, you're watching the screen. The Cowboys did a great job of gang tackling. There's two or three guys there, and then you see a heat-seeking missile come, and everybody tumbles right over. Yeah, I was I was chubbing for Jalen that night, no question. Yeah, I'm not even a Cowboys fan, but it was great to see. He was he was playing really well, and it's like, man, it's just crazy to even see him out there. Even if he wasn't even playing that great, it's like, dude, just the fact that you're out there is incredible. He's out there making a lot of plays, and it's fun to watch him and Sean Lee because, in, in my opinion, Sean Lee is the best inside linebacker in football. You can give me Keekley, You can give me all these guys. Nah, I'll take Lee because he's just going to be where he needs to be at all times. Wow, Sean and, Lee over Luke Keekley. Yeah, give it to me. 100%. I love it. And he is the, he's really the string that holds that defense together. And it, it does help that you have a Jalen Smith now, and assuming Jalen can stay healthy. You know, I didn't realize Sean Lee's 31. They, they put up his little graphic. He's kicking ass. He's all over the place. He's making tackles left and right. I love Sean Lee. They put up his little graphic on the game. He's 31 years old. I'm like, man, is he really? I, Sean Lee's still, I can't believe, how, how long has he been in the league? Since 2010, I believe. I think he was a second-round pick the it's year the so Cowboys It's so crazy. It's like, man, I feel like he's only been in the league four years, but he had like two years where he was injured the whole time. So yes. it's like you didn't get to see much of him, but... It is nice to have Jalen Smith because you at least now you know if something, God forbid, did happen to Lee, at least you know you do have a stud in the middle, Jalen Smith, who can handle it. And he's only going to get better week to week. Yeah, you can't imagine he, I mean, sure, unless he unless you have a setback in your leg, but I, I don't I don't see that happening. I mean, I don't know. I do think the Giants, obviously losing Odell Beckham is a huge deal, but the Cowboys defense in coverage, Nolan Carroll, a guy that I've been even on this show, I didn't know much about Nolan Carroll. I didn't think that this guy was going to be that great. To me, he did his job perfectly on Sunday night. I, I didn't ever hear his name. I thought that was great that's because he's not getting beat. That's because they didn't have time to get beat. That defensive line was so good. The de yeah. Or, or, or the offensive line was so bad that they made an average defense make Walchick regurgitate 85 Bears. 85 Bears. Chuck, give it to Chuck. The Walchick Chuck. Five Bears. Yeah, um, I was excited, baby, but it's you probably still a combination. Are, I mean, look, I'm looking at you. And don't tell me how to fan. I'll fan how I want. You've been, geez, you got a fan chub for what is this? A 72 hour? Do you do you chub uh, the whole week during victory weeks? Um, after the I held it to the show so I could really just exuberate it out to the audience. Okay, you know it's exuberating everywhere. But come tomorrow morning, it's all business. It's midweek. I'm on to Denver. Okay, so come tomorrow morning. So these are the final hours of celebration. And excitement. Well, I'm here to enjoy it with you. I don't want to poo-poo on your parade. Let's talk about the Cowboys offense now. Zeke did play that yes. appeal hole, that appeal stuff right now. He's able to play under it. We don't know what's going to happen. I don't think anybody truly knows the, the not right answer. Not a clue. Answer. Not him. Not the judge. Not Jerry. Not Roger. This could come down at any moment. All of a sudden now he's suspended. The appeal process is over with or... Maybe it's not the next only thing year. we know is we'll he's playing see. all the primetime games, right? We we talked we did. about we that. We talked about that. He played primetime last week. The NFL week. needs him. NFL needs him. He, he's he's third in jersey sales and he's a ratings galore. And for the question marks that people had coming in, I think they were answered. Without Ezekiel Elliott, the Cowboys, I think, might be in a little bit of trouble. I didn't see one positive run. Truly, I don't remember a positive run 
from anyone else in that backfield. I don't either. I mean, Alfred Morris is getting driven back four yards every single time. And where's Darren McFadden? What's going on? Darren McFadden was inactive, which was a huge surprise. He was inactive, so the three running backs were Morris, because supposedly Morris also plays some special teams, and you have Rod Smith. I don't think McFadden's going to be inactive next week. Well, I hope you got to see what you got. Because God, it was bad, dude. Because when Elliott was off the field, right. you're, you're you're over. And in Jerry terms of said, running the ball, Jerry said it after the game. There is a noticeable difference when Zeke's in and when he's not. There is a running game. And granted, the Giants' defense is really good. That defensive line and Hankins in the middle. Not Hankins in the middle. Excuse me. Uh, what's his name? Damian Harrison. Is yes, that it? monster yes. from Snacks. He's they got, call him formerly of the Jets. He's got that mouthpiece with teeth on it. And then he's got that like bulldog looking face mask. Yeah, the full face mask. I, w- I saw one so play where good. he literally swallowed uh, Frederick whole. Ate his face off almost. And then re- just regurgitated him before the play. But Travis, bless his heart. I mean, he that that man, Travis is, I don't know, want to say he's an undersized center, but he can move for a center. You play against a bigger guy who's a sit- pretty much a nose tackle. Yeah, it's tough to do all night. Oh, it's tough to handle. I thought Chaz Green looked pretty good, though, at the guard position. He looked good, especially in polls. Here's what I would and say. I, I was questionable about that spot coming into the game. Here's what I would say about the Cowboys' offense. One thing concerned me, and that is, well, I guess besides the fact that anytime Zeke's not on the field, your running back situation looks awful. It does. But also, what are you doing, Jason Garrett, Scott Linehan? Oh. In, inside oh. the five-yard line, oh. you got three downs, and you throw on all three of them, and you got Ezekiel in the backfield. You, you're pretty much getting, I mean, you're getting positive yardage anytime he touches the ball, even if it's only one. You're inside the five, and we get two high, inaccurate footballs thrown to Dez from Prescott. And you're like, what are you doing? And you're settling for three. That's what loses your football games. And they're lucky that it didn't come down to anything because if this is a good team they're playing, not that the Giants aren't a good team, but if this is a tight game, that comes to back to just totally, totally bite. Oh, yeah. And I was expecting it too for a little while. That's the thing you've got to work That's on. That's got to be so Cowboys. frustrating. Well, it's not even they about working dominated. on it. You no, work it is. on it's finishing that... drives. It's it's something that you as you a coach from this staff. Game. What does a coaching staff need look, to practice? Okay, it's not the players. You look around the league with Marshawn Lynch. The Oakland Raiders were doing the exact same thing inside. And, the I, and this I'd is be a league the exact problem. Same thing. And I agree with you. But I'm saying I, it, here's what my thing was with the Cowboys coming into this game or taking away from this game was you, exactly your point. You got to finish the drives. That was my negative. You're dominating time of possession. You're moving the ball perfectly. There's no excuse not to run the football inside the five-yard line, and that's a league-wide thing. I'm talking to everybody. The Raiders, you got Marshawn Lynch for a reason. Why the heck don't you give him the ball? Ezekiel Elliott, even more reason. He's killing it. This dude does not get tackled for negative yardage. He's making what should be two-yard losses into four-yard gains. There's no reason you don't give him a carry, and I get it. The fade to Dez is a sexy play that's worked. The second one should have been a touchdown. That was a poor throw by Dak. And that's but the on other third thing. down, how do you not run the ball at least once in that goal-to-go situation? Makes zero sense. And if I'm a Cowboys fan, I am screaming because there's just no excuse for it. It's not It's not a missed assignment by a player. It's not a, something you can't really control. It's the coach just deciding, no, I'm not going to give the best running back in football even a chance within the five-yard line. And now I'm going to settle for three. Especially when you supposedly have the best line to go with it. The other thing, Dak, though he wasn't bad by any means, he was. You saw how at times the dude can be pretty inaccurate. And that play to Dez right there shows it. it. And he he missed two of them right there. And he missed a handful downfield. Mm -hmm. It's like he was off. It, it wasn't ideal. Now that's, wasn't that's good. one of the best defenses. Yeah, that's and that's most of the reason when you when it you go back footwork. and watch him throw, yeah. it's it's where are you throwing from? Your feet look like what are you doing? And so that's something I'd be concerned about. But 
you're talking about probably a top five defense, maybe the top three secondary in all of football. He's not going to face much tougher competition than what he faced on Sunday. And that's a, such a familiar opponent, the, the New York Giants. I mean, they, they play each other well. So from that perspective, it's better. But still, he didn't look, he didn't look great. Definitely didn't look great. Dak Prescott, 24 of 39, 268 yards at touchdown, also took off three times. A nice scramble uh, at the end there when they were setting up to get that field goal right before the half. I thought he did a good job there, running with his legs, buying some extra time, but I, I agree with you completely. Dak, it, it, was, it, was an, it was an efficient game. It was a game you expect from Dak in big games. Typical Dak Prescott. Took care of the football. Very smart with the football. Doesn't put it in harm's way. Doesn't make that kill kill make or break turnover. Knows when he runs, doesn't run too much. Certainly, and, and he does a good job of throwing the football away inside, outside the pocket, making the right reads, but he certainly was inaccurate at times. Couldn't agree more. Missed a play to Beasley. Missed that touchdown to Dez. Uh, it was not Dak's best night, but it goes to show how dominant those the Cowboys really were. Time of possession was insane. Mm-hmm. At one point, it was 44 to 19 plays in the, in the first half compared to the Giants. I mean, that is how, and the Giants, granted, they came out in the second half. Credit the Cowboys' defense, though. They go on a 10-minute drive to start the second half. Cowboys' defense holds them to three points. Moving forward, though, I think the big takeaways, we've highlighted them. The Cowboys might be in some trouble without Zeke. That rushing attack does not look the same. The runner does matter. If and when it comes to that. And Dak Prescott, he's a guy that I I said I thought could win an MVP. I thought he was going to have that kind of year. We need to see him next week. Hopefully, he just got that rust out of the way. Yeah, a little yeah, more efficiency early, in the passing early. game. But the defense, good. Uh, Giants think they'll be... I think the Giants will be fine. They, they need Odell Beckham back desperately. I think he made a lot of money with how poor that offense played. No question he did. But to me, he's not the problem. The offensive line's the problem. And you can give me three Odell Beckham juniors. It's not going to matter because they can't protect Eli. And that dude cannot avoid a sack to save his life. So they're in trouble with or without Beckham, in my opinion. We I will, think uh, I think that bodes well for the Cowboys. I don't oh, need to wrap does. up here, but I just want to say because you're also look you look to Philly. I know everyone's talking about a big win for them, but their defense looked pretty good in terms of pressuring the quarterback. But y'all's offensive line is so much better than Washington's. Washington doesn't have an offensive line or or a quarterback, in my opinion, and the Eagles don't have a quarterback, in my opinion. I saw Wentz miss so many easy throws, so many inaccurate plays that turned into turnovers, and it's like the numbers look, oh wow, Wentz had a big day. Oh, he had that one huge bomb that was a great throw. Man, he had a lot of poor plays, too. With so the, it with looks the negatives, good in the, within the division. Cowboys are feeling pretty good right yeah, now. Yeah, I, th- I still think even with that said on Dak, he looked the best out of the four. Wentz and Cousins, I didn't yeah. like what I saw. Nothing scared me. 100%. And Eli Manning was running for his life back there. That offensive line, they got to do something to get it figured out. Nosebleed Seats podcast, Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab. Um, we are now going to go to... Biggest L, biggest dub. Now, I will say we're going to talk some more football. That that segment was very Cowboys heavy. We will get to the rest of the league as well. But right now, I know Eric has just been all week rolling in his bed, staying awake, trying to figure out, man, who is my biggest L? Who is my biggest dub? Because I know I've got to make the right decision. It all comes down to this. Chi, take it away. Oh, yeah. Give me the beat, Bab. That feels good. And Walchick, I got to say, you're right, man. I haven't slept in days. I've just been up surfing through the webs, surfing through it all, trying to figure out who took the biggest L this week. Now, listen, this is a segment where we go in sports. Sometimes we're not going in sports because you don't have to be in sports to take an L. All right. And we all know that most of us aren't in sports ourselves. We take L's all the time. But the good thing is 
You don't have to be in sports to take a dub as well. So we're going to go through, we're going to see who this week took the biggest L. Now, usually I give you my biggest L. I just go right for the gusto. And then I sprinkle in some honorable mentions down below. Well, I got some good producers in here. Fab, Walchick. You guys said, hey, let's tease them. Let's tease them with honorable mentions and then come in hard with the finisher. Yeah, baby. Of the biggest L and the biggest dub. The money shot. So let's see who just has had a pretty tough week. Let's start honorable mention number one. Well, Kevin White, we all know him. Boo. Receiver. Bus Central. Athlete. So much potential. West Virginia. Chicago slides in top 10. I think he was seven, yeah. Seventh overall. This was like three years ago. He's been injured ever since he set foot in Chicago. And he got injured once again. This was supposed to be a season, year number three. Come out of your shell, finally healthy. The dude broke his clavicle or something like that. He's going to be out all season. So that dude took a pretty big L this week. Um, the other ones are some reporters. Now, listen, we're in the sports media industry. We get it. It can be a little difficult at times. Bab, you walk around with the microphone. You're on the sidelines. You're there, and you're taking grenades. You're in the trenches, and it can be difficult. Leave me in the trenches here taking grenades, John. Well, this was not a great week for some sports reporters, and we're going to go right to Monday Night Football. This is last night. This is my boy Sergio Dip, man. Sergio Dip. Dip is his last name? D-I-P-P. -P. Dip. Yes, Dip with a P. Well, with a dip. Sergio's usually ESPN Deportes, man. He's doing his soccer. He's speaking Spanish. He's killing it. The guy's a stud. Well, they put him on Monday Night Football last night. He's trying to speak English, and he's doing his thing on the Broncos, talking about their head coach, something or other. Here's 30 seconds of just cringe-worthy sports reporting. Beth, coach, it's a pleasure to be with you guys here on the field from up close, just watching Coach Vance Joseph from here. You watch him now on the screen. This diversity in his background is helping him a lot tonight. Quarterback at Colorado, defensive back in the NFL, and here he is having the time of his life this night making his head coaching debut. I mean, oh, oh bless you feel his bad heart. for him. I feel oh, bad yes. for him totally, man, because that camera him. comes on. You're speaking a different language. It's Monday Night Football. Man, dude, that's bad. But since it is Monday Night Football, <laughs> I can't I can't sit here and lie. I can't sugarcoat it, Serge. You, you took an L this week, my friend. But it's not the biggest one. You're just an honorable mention, and we're pairing you with another sports reporter, so we kind of take the load off on you Yeah, a it's bit. okay. Take the load right off. He might lose his job. So this is now the other sports reporter. This is the audio we have. This is Brian Kelly, who's such a D-face. We all know it. He's the head coach of Notre Dame. Yes. Reams kids out till he's red in the face, on the sidelines, on national TV. You don't like that. He doesn't defend Deshaun Kaiser coming no. out of the draft, talking about, I don't know, he's, he's all right, should have stayed, not that great, whatever, whatever. Well, here's Brian Kelly just reaming out some sports report. I mean, he doesn't ream her out, but, I mean, you decide for yourself, this poor girl. Wait, what? Ahead, obviously, you've made a ton of changes, changed the culture, everything. But obviously, you lost in, at the very end, kind of like last year, seven of eight losses. How do you what, what's the question? What's the I'm question? getting to it. Uh, we'll do, get to the question. How do you keep this from snowballing? It's like not going to snowball. Year? Next question. Well, what is what exactly will be different, I, I guess? There's nothing different. I, I go to work every day, and I coach my football team. Okay. Is that is that good enough for you? Yes, I was just asking about the... How it was different from last year's losing by one possession. 
okay. tonight was also like that. So I was just wondering. Losing by one possession? Yes. No, it was one point. Okay. Okay, great. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the clarification there, Brian. Okay, so one point is not one possession. Thanks, Coach. You're great. Am I? I mean, is that not? Is he not such just a bleep hole? Perennial, perennial bleep hole of the week, but right there. But it's pretty there. funny, man. It did take her a little bit to get to her point, but she's still, a little long-winded. Just not, uh, not cool, Coach. I know well, you're it's upset. Like you're, you're a coach who berates your players, and then you can't take a little criticism yourself. You talk about you preach. It's typically, how it let's goes. be tough. Yeah, let's be. Let's be grindstone guys. And then you get up here and a lady asks you a question because it's a relevant question and you correct her because it doesn't even deserve correction, but because you're so mad. Brian Kelly. You lose by one and all of a sudden. So Brian Kelly takes an L here too. He's an honorable mention for just being such a bleep hole. We can combine bleep hole of the week here now. There you go, That's Brian. Brian Kelly. You're the bleep hole of the week. There you go, friend. And sports reporters. It's a tough one, but hey, we can bounce back. We can get dubs. We can, we can redeem ourselves, sports reporters. I love dubs. Oh, and last honorable mention, Hugh Freeze. Well, we of all course, know why. every week. Why not? Every week for Hugh. What's he doing? I, you got to wonder, man. Arkansas and AM, we'll get to that a little bit. They might be looking for some coaches. I don't know. They think they're going to dig in the Tampa prostitution ring and pull out a Hugh Freeze? Good point. I don't know, man. Sorry about you, Hugh. Doesn't smell good to me. So, honorable mention, Hugh Freeze. Now, let's go to the grand finale of L's. Now this guy, oh my God, this that guy. guy. I don't even have audio for this guy. This oh. is just unexplainably bad. Oh, those Mr. Guys. Andy Bleepin' Dalton. Schmalton? Red D himself, Red Rifle. He was not a rifle this week. He was a rifle throwing picks. The Red Rider BB gun? First of all, they got shut out, Cleveland, or uh, Cincinnati. They didn't put up any points in a league where points are pretty easy to come by. Everything goes for the offense these days. Defense, I mean, you got rule after rule trying to say, no, we need these offenses to score. Doesn't We don't care about you defense. Good for the league. People Andy want to see points. Dalton couldn't get his team in the end zone one time. 170 yards, four picks, no touchdowns. Ooh. QBR of 28. Ooh. He was so bad, he's getting booed off of his own field. Pew, 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 pew. Bengals fans are throwing things at him as he's going off the field. I mean, this is as, I mean, that's as disrespectful as it gets. You're in your own house and someone's throwing crap at you and booing you because you played terrible. Mm. That's a bad time. What that's about AJ L. Green, Joe Mixon, Listen, I'm Gio talking Bernard, about Andy Reifert, Andy Tyler Dalton. Boyd. Where, where was his help? He literally threw the ball away on fourth and five. Oh. In the red zone with four minutes left while down 20 to zero. Ooh. He said, oh, yeah, I'm four picks deep. Probably shouldn't get that fifth one. Going to lose it anyway. Let's go ahead and chuck this one outside. Not even give us a chance. Let's not. I don't want my QBR to go from 28 to like four. Who does? Because you get that fifth interception. It's a killer. It's a career killer. It's a killer when your quarterback is throwing the ball away when you're down by 20 with four minutes left in the game. Not only that, you're in the red zone. It's fourth down. And, he, you know, that's his zone. So, all that to say, Andy Dalton. You, my friend, are a the who, the her. All right. Sorry, Andy Dalton. It's a tough week, man. Maybe next week. Maybe. Probably not. Get back in the dubs. Uh, by the way, I'm just going to say it now. Him and Marvin Lewis. Bye-bye. Yeah. Welcome to the fan club. It's the last one. By the way, one final stat on Andy Dalton. No, bad. No, give it to me. Okay. 
Smear his name. Bottom five worst QBR rating in week one in NFL history. In NFL history, one of wow. the worst five. That's 28 QBR is record breakingly awful. You know who I bet is going to have a field day with that? Me. Keen Fahey. Oh, yeah, you're probably Actually, right. I can't wait to, to hear what it, he says. To pin it down specifically, the author of the QB Bible himself. To pin it down specifically. Yeah, let's get there. I like getting Third pinned. worst ever. Down. The only two worse than him. Uh, the quarterback of your Miami Dolphins, Jay Cutler. Oh, oh smoking Jay! And we don't even get to. Wa- I didn't even get to come back with some some Jay news, some smoking Jay news this weekend because the freaking Dolphins didn't get to play. We already had our bye week. We're effed. Thought I'd say that. We can move on. And the very worst is uh, Peyton Manning, Week One. Uh, really? Week, okay. Uh, so maybe Chiefs. maybe Andy Dalton's in good company. Maybe he's got a Peyton Manning type turnaround to come. Oh wait, never mind. That was Peyton's rookie year, I'd assume. No, it was twenty fifteen. Oh, that was twenty. Oh, okay. So that was Grandpa Peyton. So Grandpa it, was either, Peyton. it was either the first year or the last year. It had to be. It Did you have been see in the Peyton at the game at AT and T Stadium? Oh, I saw him Showing in the forehead. Watching. I Eli? also saw his uh, all his commercials. His commercials with Paisley are great. Best commercials. I don't honestly. Get to see Peyton the gets an honorable mention dub this week during the game. It's got sad. some airtime. Can we have your Dolphins get an honorable mention? L for having to play 16 consecutive games. Bab. Yeah. Eric just said that. Yeah. He did. I, I was just made a segue to that and then quickly moved on. I mean, he was beautifully sprinkled it okay. in and then zipped right out. Well, he sprinkled it in. And then I here was you come. Looking just... up Andy Dalton stats. So. Wow. All is forgiven. Andy Dalton sucks. That's all we need to know, people. Now let's get happy. Let's get to the biggest freaking dub honorable mentions start now bab this one's for you ben roethlisberger pittsburgh steelers guess what bab guess what we beat the cleveland browns by three barely yeah that's kind of sad what happened to Le'Veon? soft tissue injury no three weeks from now no calling it ben roethlisberger is now the winningest quarterback in cleveland browns stadium history that dates back to 1999 he has more wins than any browns qb in that stadium ben bleeping roethlisberger that's an honorable mention dub, man. You know, that's a pretty cool stat. That's pretty much what every single year he's ever played in Cleveland, just about, except for yeah, three. Yeah, he's probably never lost in Cleveland. Is that right? I think except he's got for when hurt. He probably started the game, got hurt, the game, got hurt, hurt and then Charlie sure. Batch comes in and, and, and pisses it away. Yeah, that or might Bruce Gradkowski, whoever it was at the time. That's unreal to me. It's pretty awesome. Because his, since 1999, and his rookie year was 2004. Yeah, so it's so really, there's like I mean, he's so there's losing. so there's five years of nothing, yeah. and he's still the winningest quarterback in Cleveland. Five years of Cleveland Brown quarterbacks playing eight games a season. That's he he's he's giving them with 30 him not games. even in the league. He's giving them thirty games, right? Eight times four is uh or uh, eight times five forty, right? Eight 40. times five is forty. He's he's giving for them you. forty games. Look at me, I worked that forty games. Ben Roethlisberger is giving as a cushion, and he broke that two thousand four. 2018, 14 years, it's all it took. Honorable mention, Ben Roethlisberger. My next honorable mention, we got to him earlier, Mr. Odell Beckham Bleepin Jr. And all he had to do was put a hoodie on, jump in a jet, fly to Dallas, get off the plane, keep the hoodie on, and chill out with some sunflower seeds on the sideline. Hey, I love And it. get you a lot do of that more time often. on NBC. Do it more often. I mean, he had a great weekend. The hair was looking good. You look great on the sideline. The offense looked so bad, and everyone's bypassing the fact that the offensive line, and I, I don't 
I cannot fathom how you just skip how bad the offensive line is, but they're going right to you, Odell. You weren't there. You didn't play. If you would have, we would have won. We would have won the Super Bowl already. We just needed you. You were injured. Guess what? He's going to come back. Maybe we will pay you like a damn quarterback like you want to be. Yeah, he made a lot of money. I mean, he made so much money last night for doing nothing. Has anyone made more for doing less? I'm asking you. Yes. Can you think of anyone in their entire life oh, yeah. making more yeah. and doing less? Yeah. What? Not going to go there. Sounds personal. Odell Beckham, man. Good for you. That's an honorable mention. Now, it's not quite the biggest dub, Odell. Still a good one. Same to you, Ben. Don't get no hard feelings. Hey, but, you guys did good. Le'Veon, what the hell, dude? Yeah, what the bleep, man? What are you doing? Holding out? That's what happens. You what hold out, heck? you suck. I need it's you to put guaranteed. up some points. If you hold out, you're not going to be good, especially if you're a skill position player. It just doesn't happen. Doesn't work for you. Do Sorry. better. Do better, Le'Veon. Biggest dub of the week. Walchick, you're going to smile. I already am. Tony Bleepin' Romo, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> My guy. Former Cowboy, current CBS. Color analyst? Yes. For the prime time? Numero uno. Game of the week? The spot. And by God, it was his first game ever. And is Tony Romo the football Yoda? Yes, he is. You decide for yourselves because here is some just some bits and pieces <laughs> of his game that he calls the Titans and Raiders. What a great game. Jim Nance, Tony Romo, Tennessee. Let's hear it. This ball's going to Lynch. Mulaney! That's up! Here's Lynch, right side, and jammed and pushed back. Jim, I got $5, this is a run to the left. I gotta pay now as it's Henry. Stepping out. Not a good block by Josh Klein. What did you see there? <laughs> I've seen football in the NFL for 14. Hey, kill, kill! Kill, kill! Kill, kill! kill, kill. Here comes a run to the left. What's up? It is a run to the left end. It's called left guard. It's Lynch taking the pile with him. What do you see here, Tony? Oh, I thought they were going to run the ball to the right. Now he's going back left with the run. Here you go. To the left it is. Richard. Here we go. Nick LeBeau is going to come after him. Second and two. Byard rushing again. And they knew that he was coming after him. Great play call. I mean, he's literally calling the plays as they happen here. Five bucks, it's a run to the left. Then you hear Nance. All right. Here. Nance <laughs> oh, yeah, is I guess just I'll giving him freaking now. home run balls. Yeah, he's I'm just, just going to toss it up. up. Tony, why don't you smash this baby out of the park like we're playing backyard baseball? And guess what? Tony freaking bombed him. Oh, he killed it. He did a great job. He did an awesome job. I'm so happy for the guy. We always we questioned him a little bit. Is he going to be fiery enough? Is he is he animated I enough? The, yeah, that was it. We both thought the knowledge would be there. Sure. But it was the delivery. You know, the delivery really is what gets, especially in TV. I described it as how Pat Summerall was my guy, and he did the most with saying the less. Sometimes it would be like three or four words. He did the most with saying the less. But it's like, less. oh, the best. Couldn't agree more. And Tony Couldn't Romo is just out there creating almost a, a new way to do it. Like, Nance is just having fun with this. All right, Tony, what do you think? Here? Yeah, all right, here. Okay, here's what's going to happen. Run to the right, run to the left. Audible, blitz is coming. <laughs> he sees it. Boom, boom, boom. Here, here's the game. Touchdown here. Bang, bang, bang. Touchdown. Here we go. First down. Button hook to the right. Catch. Bloop. He's going to break a tackle. Called it. Touchdown. Dang, Tony, you're the man. Thanks, Jim. You're pretty good, too. Woo 
it really is like a game for Jim Nance yeah, now. It's, it's great. like he's literally showing up and he's like, all right, I have a football game, but then I'm also in the midst of my own game where I am secretly betting money with Tony back and forth on what's about to happen. Let's make things interesting. Here's the Tony Romo crystal ball. Shake it up. Oh, run to the right. It's the football bleeping Yoda, Tony freaking Romo. And hey, we all get a dub this week because Phil Sims is no longer calling games. And now you see what a damn good analyst sounds like. No, it's not Rex Ryan. No, it's not Phil Sims. Turns out it's Tony bleeping Romo. You are the winner of the week. Biggest dub. My man, Tony. I love him. You, my friend, are winning. Thanks, Charlie. Couldn't get it out. That was good. I agree wholeheartedly with man, that assessment. I know you do. Tony, he was probably... Were you watching that game just straight, just slapping? Ham? I was I was watching... See, what happened was, before I went into work, I was watching the Red Zone channel a lot. It's a great game. It's Red great Zone channel. channel, lifesaver. But what happens is I'm not able to see uh, hear a lot of the play calls. So I had to switch over and uh, to the, the Sunday Tickets free week one on DirecTV. So I specifically selected that game, listened to some Romo. He was great. That game, by the way, Raiders-Titans, could be a playoff preview. Well, I know you have it as like the damn near the AFC Conference championship, championship game, game. Just about. Yeah, I've got both teams. Um, well, one advancing to the championship game, I think, and then the other one losing the division. What the, what's the score of that, by the way? The score of that well, game was 26-16. Yeah, what's to the score 16. of that game? Okay, that's right. And because it, it's Carr, you you have you have Carr doing like a last second touchdown. Carr, to Mariota, just go at midfield. They meet each other and they just start nunchucking. Okay, that's right. No, I I, I couldn't remember it how it was going to end. How about Marshawn Lynch? Though? Spoiler alert good. for all you people who yeah. actually wanted to watch that game. But it happened already. So. No longer even have to. Walchick's already called it. Told you it happened. What a quarterback display. Oh, it was incredible. It was what, great. What, a, what a quarterback display from the guy calling the game. Tony Bleep and Romo. Absolutely beautiful by Romo. I'm only going to call him Tony Bleep and Romo from here on out. He deserves he's, he's that respect. The man. No Split Seats podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bam. There was other football. Was that there really? This weekend. Yeah, yeah. Sunday. I mean, it wasn't NFL just day. Cowboys and Tony Romo and that sort of deal. And Andy Dalton. Oh, yeah. Big Andy, Ben. Andy Dalton, I guess he played football. I don't know if that was that what it was. He was out there with a helmet and a uniform. He touched the ball a lot. But Saturday is a college football day. Oh, yeah, it is. Did you not watch anything? Yeah, actually, I watched uh, only. You only watched Miami again? No, Miami didn't play. There was actually a hurricane. I don't oh. know if you heard about it. Yeah, there was like a big natural disaster that happened sort of on the East Coast, right? Actually, oh, wow. It's right where Miami is. So there were some games canceled. Actually, I don't think there was a single game played in you Florida. You are right. Yep, yep, definitely this wasn't. This week. No, but they could have yeah. played on the road. I didn't know. I'm sorry. All that to say, no, I didn't watch the Hurricanes game this weekend. Yes. I did, however, play. I did, however watch the Oklahoma Sooners put a rumbling, bumbling, stumbling on the Ohio State Buckeyes. I think that was the game of the weekend that most people had their eyes on. It was the primetime game on it's ABC. supposed to be. It was a, a rematch of the home-and-home home series. Last year, Ohio State goes into Norman and slapped around the Sooners. This year, Not Baker Mayfield. No, no, no. Noah Brown, actually, the new Cowboys wide receiver, had two unbelievable touchdown catches in that game last year. This year, the five Oklahoma Sooners go to take on the two ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. Rankings matter. Look in, how much rankings matter. Oh, yeah, oh, they matter. because They matter so you're much. You're telling me these They've probably weren't two of the top five now. teams in the country? Not yeah. anymore. They probably were. JT Barrett, who are you? Yeah, I cannot throw the ball. Never Wichita has. Falls has he Rider, ever? Wichita Falls Rider grad just up the street. Here's something interesting about that. 
Tom Herman and Urban Meyer used to be buddies, used to be coaches together. Herman was offensive coordinator or whatever in, uh, at Ohio State. He's now the head coach at Texas for the Longhorns. Yes, he is. And they have a little. They had a little beef in the media a couple weeks ago, something a little back and forth. They're not really fans of each other. Well, it turns out Tom Herman was the one who recruited JT Barrett. Never once saw him throw live in person, Tom wow. Herman. And so Urban Meyer has these these ill will under underlying feelings about Herman that no one really knew about until recently. And it's because JT Barrett's not near the quarterback that Herman sell them on. And he never even went and saw him. That is ridiculous. He's had him for three years, played him a lot for three years. You don't know what you've got by now. Fair point. I like it. Come on. No, Urban. What is Urban talking about? Dude, if he if you didn't like him, you've had three two years minimum. Go get somebody to get else. Somebody else You're in bleeping here. Ohio State, Urban. Dude, that's a that's the most ridiculous excuse I've ever heard. Woo, JT Barrett's been on campus for what four years now, almost. Give me a freaking. But I didn't know until he he couldn't throw against Oklahoma. Well, now I think, ah, oh, man, why am I playing this kid? Darn it, shoot. Well, what they do, they had some Cardell Joneses and some people. They tried to re- they tried to put Barrett on the back. They burner, went Braxton Miller, who was their guy. Then they moved him to receiver. Some they had Cardell Jones came out of nowhere. He came out of nowhere and started because their starter at the time got hurt. JT Barrett comes in, was playing great. He got hurt. Then comes Cardell Jones. Now Cardell Jones leaves. Here comes JT and JT Barrett still split time with Cardell. They've thought highly of JT Barrett. That is a weak ass excuse. JT not because a good now you've realized, well, darn it. Now we have a loss to Oklahoma. We have to win out in a pretty tough Penn uh, conference with Penn State and Michigan. It's not looking great. No, it's not looking. It's we not can't looking throw good the form. ball downfield. So what can I think of? Well, Tom Herman never saw JT Barrett throw. Yeah, let's so blame this is Tom. His fault. Let's blame I've Tom. I've never liked him in the first place. <laughs> not my problem. That's what you're saying? Urban's Urban's almost worse than Brian Kelly in this situation. He's just standing up at the podium saying, listen, man, this ain't my quarterback. Blame that bleephole Tom Herman. The guy who can't win at Texas? Yeah. That's ridiculous. He gave me this piece of crap quarterback. It's not my fault. Baker Mayfield, though, speaking of quarterbacks, you got something bad? Unbelievable By the way, what a redemption story. What a redemption story for Baker Mayfield because I'm seeing him running around scoring touchdowns the other night, and I just remember the last time I saw him running around, he was running away from cops getting pinned against the concrete. Just, uh, I mean, not pinned. Dude. Oh, he got he face got planted. Depleted. Yeah, it was bad. If you have not seen the arrest video of Baker Mayfield from this offseason, where I guess he's a little bit inebriated. A little bit. Cops are. He's uh, very much inebriated. Not, he is not aware of his I don't think he's on Michael Floyd levels of inebriation, but he's pretty high on the drunk scale, old Mayfield. Hey, it's summertime. Oh, you quarterback. I'm going to ball this year. Don't worry about it. Well, he's bleep faced. He's standing there talking to some cops or questioning him, whatever, whatever. And then he just decides he's going to take off. off. He just He's like, wait, I'm a quarterback. I play in the Big 12. These cops eat donuts. Bleep them. He takes off. This cop is like Ray Lewis of cops and just totally decleated this dude into the concrete. And I thought Mayfield, like, died. Immediately, that police officer made it to the Officer Hall of Fame. Next thing I know, Mayfield's got the OU flag planting it in the middle of Ohio State's Unreal field. And I'm game. like, okay, this is crazy. Time warp. He's not in jail. He's actually maybe the best quarterback in, in football He's right now. He's a Heisman Trophy candidate, no doubt. 27 of 35, 386 yards, three touchdowns on the road. He's against pretty what badass. Is I got to say, I like him. A very good Ohio State defense. Yeah, I don't like Baker Mayfield. I think he's a big bleep hole personally. Mm. He gives off that vibe to me. I thought that whole 
plant the flag in the middle. I, I don't know if Ohio State did that at Norman. I don't think they did that. Show some freaking respect, but whatever. He apologized. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't think he meant it at all. He's a very good quarterback. Yeah, I don't why think would he's he? a very good human being. No, oh, wow. I am just very Shots excited. Yeah. Fire. That's just what I think. That's that's kind of the vibe I get up from him. Oh, Bab's <laughs> got it right here. Bab, pull up the video. Thank you, Bab. Here's Baker Mayfield. The thing is, we got to have the volume on. Yeah, you don't have this. No, this is good. Yeah, the video's great. People can no, go and look it up This is great radio. No, this is great radio. Instead of you, hold this phone in your hands and try and put the volume full blast. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> oh, my he God. He just gets decked. How does he still have a face? It, it slams into the concrete, It was dude. almost eaten by concrete, yeah. That was amazing. But, no, he does still have a face. Yeah, he does, and he's winning big games. So, Oklahoma, a huge win, probably the winners of the weekend. Number two in the country um, now? We'll see when the new polls come out. Ooh, are you excited? Are you amped for the new yeah, polls? The yeah, new polls? I'm ready. I'm ready for them. I'm ready Those for them. Those are your favorite kind of polls. I'm ready for Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. That game's going to be good. So I'm a big fan of the Cowboys. I think they're good this year, 44-7. They won big. You know Alabama rolled. Penn State rolled. The game that we were talking about, Stanford-USC. We talked about this last week after USC played a tight one. I said I think they were going to whip Stanford. That way that game went just to me was the wake-up call they needed. And what did they do? They came out. It was never close. They beat the Cardinal 42-24 to at home. Sam Darnold responds. Scratch it, ladies and gentlemen. Titties. Romo, Tony Romo, you are no longer the football Yoda. It is Mr. Zach Walchek. My friend, you're, you're the crystal ball. You're the fortune teller. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, okay, so what are the Hurricanes doing this year? Tell me again, just so I can just... Just so I can know how many wins, how many bowl games, how many playoffs. Seven wins, and they go to a bowl. Gosh, is that really? I want to be mad at you, but it's only the facts. You're only telling me what happened. I'm only telling you the truth. Letting you down easy. Gosh. Dang it. It's going to be okay. And that's only because they would have won this game no, that, I this trust weekend, you. but it's been scrapped. No, you know what's going on. Or else they'd have eight Listen, wins. you see it all. You see it all. Michigan. See it before it happens. Will Wilton Spade is eventually going to be a problem for them. Michigan will beat the are Cincinnati's sure, of the world. Are we world. sure that's not spite? I'm pretty sure it's spite. Because they continue to win in spite of him. And I just, oh, I, I, just did I really need his jersey to say spite. They have to. They've got to do some sort of changing of the spelling, some sort of new pronunciation. He's spite. They need to get a new quarterback because that's a great defense, a team with some talent. That quarterback is going to hold them back when they play the elites of the conference. Listen, we can we can only control what we can control, so here's what we're going to do. We are only going to refer to him as Spite on this show. Okay. Wilson Spite? Wilson Spite. Wilton. Wilton. I think it's Wilton Spite. Wilton with a T. A.K.A. Spite. Wilton Spite. Yes. Wilton winning in spite of you is Michigan. And Lamar Jackson, who a lot of people have forgotten about, is the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. Dude, what a stud. So good. They go to North Carolina, and that's Louisville. That's who he plays for, in case you didn't know. They beat the Heels 47-35. Lamar Jackson, 393 yards, three touchdowns. Does not include what he did on the ground. The guy looks like the best player in the country, again, in my opinion. I don't get why people haven't, like, what's the deal with people not talking about him? And I don't want to get into the whole, it's like African-American quarterbacks kind of get the short end of the stick a little bit, but uh -huh, they, yeah. they, they do. Because there's no reason Everyone's why Lamar Jackson Baker Mayfield. exactly. Yes. There's no reason Lamar Jackson should not be. You're the reigning Heisman winner. You're coming into this next season. There's no reason why there should be anything more than the most hoopla we've seen in since Tebow. Yeah, and all we've heard about is Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, 
Baker Mayfield, that kid uh, that's at white, Wyoming. You are white. You are white. Yeah, no, that's that's a fair point. I I, I understand where you're going there, and I think that that's true. Maybe Lamar it's a little Jackson, bit because Louisville, like Louisville, be not much of a. But I mean, that's I think you're kind of making excuses because who the heck is UCLA? True. Oh well, I mean UCLA is it's a big time program. Is it? It's California. Am I missing the Am I missing the point there? Yeah, a little bit. Pretty bad. But yeah, UCLA and the grand spectrum of things is definitely thought of higher than. More highly regarded than but Louisville, But still, Lamar no Jackson, there's no reason why he shouldn't be talked about everywhere. The dude is a stud, and there's no reason why he's not a top three finalist for Heisman minimum. Because he ran more. all, I mean, and he's got a, he's, he's got a pretty good arm, too. No, he does. I mean, he can throw the ball. He can he's throw not it. Just a, a, I don't a know one. how he'll translate to the not, you know, I'm, I'm kind of just watching him for the fun. He's just fun to watch. He's I don't an see electrifying how, football player. Uh, he's, I, I would take him this film study like we will end up doing because yeah. that's the kind of men we are. But when I watch him play, I'm like, dude, he passes why not? the eye test. Dude, why freaking not? For sure. For those of you that didn't stay up late, Washington State and Boise State went to a triple overtime classic, 47-44. to 44. The Cougars held on to win that one, a game that Boise State had a solid lead in. Washington State put up 21 points in the fourth quarter, went back and forth in OT, and then the Cougs came out at home. And again, Texas Tech fans around the state are thinking, why the heck did we fire Mike Leach? I don't think you could pay me. I don't think there's any amount of money that would make me know a single name. Like, literally, I don't think I could name a single player on any team you just mentioned. Boise State, not a clue. Washington State, not. I mean, they so you didn't a stay up late and watch that game at all. Can't, They're ranked can't in the top 25. Are they really? Yeah. Well, that matters. They're pretty darn good. They're, they're going to compete to win the Pac-12, bro. Pac-12 after Oh yeah. Dark. Well, you're hey, you're the you're the football Yoda, baby. I'm just uh, I'm just here to take down notes. Just letting you guys know. Tyler Hillenski from Washington State's not bad. Tyler Hillenski. Not sure how I didn't know that name. He is a freaking. He is a headline. It's the system. Name. It's the Leech system. No, he's a headliner. He's they get a star. you going. He's a budding superstar. I should have known. You should have. And now you do. And that's the point. We're educating the peeps. Appreciate it. Miami and Florida State are supposed to play this Saturday. Is not that game postponed? It is. It that sure is heartbreaking. Is. Remember, they're um, not sure if you were aware. I know you're engrossed in your football. Yeah. There was actually a natural disaster on the East Coast, kind of actually right Something where Florida is. Category 5 hurricane. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that happened. Was that Irma? Uh, that Yes, she was. She was sweet, sweet Irma. Quite the angry lady. Yeah, she wasn't that sweet. So that ended up canceling some games. It's any, it's actually going to cancel this week's game two against FSU. So it's that just gets postponed, post. though. They will, well, yeah, they yeah, will po- play it. They will play Last that week's game against Arkansas State. That's just canceled. Okay. Done. Boom. Over. I'd love to see that because Florida State now without DeAndre Francois. Well, yeah, now you're saying there's a chance. That's a winnable game. Now you're speaking, saying there's a chance. Speaking of canceled games, I was really excited for this one. Florida International and Alcorn State. I was so sad when they canceled Some that. Lane Kiffin, man. Some more useless bad no, information. Uh, that, that's FAU. This oh, is that's FAU. This is yeah, FIU. No, FI don't care. Might as well you. be FUU. Yeah, please. Some of the big games this weekend, Tennessee and Florida. SEC matchup. Anything getting you tingly there? Um, No. Not going to watch that one. Uh, What time is it? Just depends. Might be doing some afternoon. It's a 2.30 uh, kickoff central time. Delighting. Um. There's a chance. I mean, I'm chance. saying I'm saying there's a chance. I'll probably watch USC Texas just because of uh, Darnold. I want to I want to watch. Well, that's action that's a little at bit. night. That's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a prime time game. That's what I'm saying. College football. That's probably that, that's the guarantee. So I'm you're only, okay. So guarantee. That's the guarantee. You'll watch USC Texas. You're not a big watcher during the day of college football. Well, I am when the Canes are playing, or if there's just one of those. I mean, Tennessee doesn't get my blood. I can't stand looking at that Butch Jones face. <laughs> 
Just can't. I'm sorry. Okay. And McIlwain, every time I see him, I imagine him naked shark. on a shark. All right. What about Army, Ohio State? Ohio State did drop to eight. Ohio- Oklahoma I'm did move no up to two. I'm no longer interested in Ohio State. I do love the uh, the U.S. Army. Ahmad so Bradshaw a watch. is fun to watch for Army. If Ahmad Bradshaw. Wait, we have a new Ahmad Bradshaw. We do. We have a new Ahmad Bradshaw. Wow. Because we all know about the one Ahmad Bradshaw. Ran we do all know over about North the one. Texas. Ran all over the Dallas Cowboys in a New York Giants uniform. Okay. Don't go there. Clemson and Louisville. That's Lamar Jackson. That is a primetime game. That kickoff is 30 minutes before Texas and USC. Thanks so for there that. you go. You can you can flip back and forth. Just tell me what's going to happen in the Florida and Tennessee game. I don't I, I don't know. I don't need to watch it. I don't want to look at McIlwain, and I don't want to imagine that. Well, McIlwain will end up being lifted up by okay. his by his players. Okay, so that's what happens. Probably Gatorade? in the news. Gatorade shower. Yeah, I think they'll Gatorade shower him. It's not about thinking, Wolchik. You know this. They will tell me what happens. It's going to be shark. the orange Gatorade. Okay, the orange Gatorade. Just the orange Gatorade after a victory after the Gators defeat the Vols on Saturday afternoon. Score? Not given that. Oh, you're not going to give it, but you no. know it. You know it. I know it. Of course, okay. I do. You don't want to spoil but it I too can't, much. Uh, I can't. You're just going to give me the Florida victory, and that's just it. I'll tell you, the Gators win. All right. Way to go, Jim. Clemson and Louisville. I'm excited for that one. We'll see how good. I think that's a great test for Clemson. They're going on the road. This is the first really, I know week one. Yeah, sure. This is the first really quality opponent, big time stage. We've seen them in the post-Deshaun Watson era. Wait, this is, uh, this see is what Louisville? They do. Clemson at Louisville. At Louisville. Yeah, I'm totally so you've got in Lamar on Jackson. That. I'm totally in on Lamar Jackson. And the He's reigning the national champs. I don't even, what time is this game? Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. I'm Central watching time. this. I'm watching Eight this. o'clock Eastern. I'm watching this one. I, I would watch this one over the USC one. Okay. Well, perfect. So that's, that's what starts, happens in that, by the way. I'm not going to tell you because you're going to watch it. Oh, come on. Give me the winner. No. Texas USC does start at 7.30. I am nervous for the horns going How, into okay, the Coliseum. Okay. How many touchdowns for Lamar Jackson? At least give me that. Four. Four touchdowns, Lamar Jackson. Thank you. I'm going to do that prop bet. Thanks. I cannot wait to see the Longhorns get crushed. Football Yoda. What happens, Walchick? Sam Darnold is going to go off against a very, very okay. bad. I, I think this is going to be a, a good game to watch Sam Darnold just do his Darnold thing. And, yeah, I expect Texas. Just do the Darnold thing. Texas will probably, if they, if they hang within 10 for a while, I think that's a win for the Longhorns morale. But but it doesn't actually happen. No, they it? they they will lose by double digits. USC okay. is a wow, fifteen so point give that favorite. Score, huh? USC is a fifteen point favorite. I'm surprised it's not more. Fifteen's a lot when you're. You'd like to think Tech. It's the University of Texas. They're going to p- compete Maryland, on a national stage. Maryland, Maryland, Maryland. Kansas. What about shut out San Jose State though? San Come on, Jose State. Come on, that's nothing. Maryland. That's nothing. Maryland. Maryland. Okay, that's where we're going to go with it. Maryland. All right. Mar- okay. Maryland. Maryland. All right. Maryland. Kansas. That, there you go. So Texas not going to hold, hold much water. Nosebleed Seats Podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chia, follow producer Bab. Before we go to break, we're going to hit you Maryland. W- with a little bit more uh, Maryland NFL talk from the weekend. Arizona Cardinals running back David Johnson goes Maryland. down, hurts his wrist. That thing got dislocated and is requiring surgery in a loss to the Lions. Maryland. He's going to be out two to three months. He did not go to Maryland. I don't Maryland. know. I wonder if anybody in that Cardinals-Lions game did go to Maryland. Maryland. Okay, can you stop now? I'm over it. Haven't, haven't you ever heard of the rule of three? Did you know that Texas lost to Kansas last year? They and, did. And Kansas lost to the Central Michigan it's, Chippewas this weekend? Crab case hey, Central Michigan can play. That's what Maryland does. 
Maryland. So David Johnson's out. Uh, Allen Robinson, the wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's from Maryland. He's not. He is now out for the season with an, an ACL, and that lost or win, I should say, big win at Houston, 29-7. Bab, those Texans, that was a big moment after Hurricane Harvey. They're able LOL, to play at LOL. home. They <laughs> gave Tom up Savage 10 sacks. Get, and Tom Savage gets benched after one half. I put the over-under at week six, and I took the under. I didn't think the under would be halftime of week one. If I could do a, a superlative for BSL Biggest Dub, it would be Biggest Disappointment, and it would be the Houston Texans. They were bad. City on their back. J.J. Watt, $20 million. $30 million. Superhero Watt, $30 million. No finger. Doesn't matter. Elbow brace. Deshaun Watson, Tom Savage. Jacksonville and Blake Bortles, Doug Marone. That defense did look really, it looked really good. That's because really, that really offensive good. line looked, looked really, really bleeping good. bad. They did look bleeping, bleeping it's bad. Like, it's like no Brown. one wants to talk but about that, offensive that line. Jack, the Giants no, can't block okay. anybody, and the Texans can't block anybody. That goes both ways. You're not giving any so credit to Jacksonville. Calais Campbell looked like a Stud. savage. University of Miami. He was great. Marlon Mack was finally getting after. Dante Fowler Jr. looked better. They've put money into that defense, Malik Jackson, and you're telling me that the only reason they had 10 sacks was because the Texans have such a bad offensive line? 75% of it, yes. No, shut your and mouth. And crappy quarterback. No. you got a savage. Their line's not good. Rookie. The Jags' defense is really good. Watson's going to be running for his life against the Cincinnati Bengals on Thursday night. Tune in. We'll see. The Bengals tune didn't in. look very good either. And I don't want to tune into that Thursday yeah, night you game. Do. I Football did pick up Yoda. the Bengals' defense in fantasy. This there week. you go. The That's a smart move because uh, they're going up against one of the worst offensive line uh, teams that we've ever seen ever play the sport. Ever? Now the two thousand Seattle the, never the, looks good. Seattle didn't look good again this weekend. That includes the Optimus League down the street here. The two thousand with all those six year olds uh, two who are Texans. blind. <laughs> the two thousand two Texans would have something to say about bad offensive Yeah, lines. yeah. David Carr would definitely give me a run for my money. But yeah, but 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 yeah. this is up there. That's all I'm gonna say. Dwayne Brown holding out. They need him back. And they he looks need really to give him. Right if anyone that earned money, been it was Dwayne Brown. Yeah, he earned some yeah, money. Yeah, he earned. Actually, anyone who's done more, I'm all in now with Dwayne Brown. Done less and made more. I knew there was someone. Odell is right next to him, man. Knew there was someone. Literally did nothing. Watched the game. Did you watch any of the Colts and Rams? Puke. Oh, my gosh. The Colts looked like they did nothing. They looked like they didn't. That was not an NFL team. No. Tolzien. The Rams looked like Super Bowl contenders. That offensive line. My and that yeah, when you make Jared Goff and company oh, he look great. like the greatest show. Cooper Cup looks like the next Danny Amendola, Julian Edelman clone. One of those white guys. You know? I mean, geez. Move over, Brandon Cooks. Cooper Cup <laughs> should go take <laughs> yeah, his yeah. job. They'd love him in New England. Dude, all I'm saying, Andrew Luckmate, actually, now we could go with the guy, the third guy who's done less. And made more. Another crystal ball pick here. That's Andrew Luck. He's sitting out the year, baby. He's not playing. And we called it here first. Nosebleed Seeds called it here first weeks ago. Le'Veon Bell's holding out for more money. Aaron Donald's holding out for more money. That's what these guys do. They hold out for more money. Nope. Not Andrew Luck. He's pioneering the holdout for better teammates. Yeah. It's actually one of those things that's uh, pretty freaking brilliant. It's Cutting edge technology. Stanford education. Smart man. Look, hey, I'm not playing for you because the team around me stinks. So I'm and gonna, I'm not trying to get hurt again. I'm gonna keep talking about that spleen that got ruptured. Yeah, that and wasn't that shoulder fun. that's messed up. Don't want that to and happen. I'm gonna again. ride this contract out until you guys decide to give anybody who's worth anything yeah. 
Help me out because we just went to L.A. and got beat 46 to 9. They're the worst team in the Rams. We, We've been talking about the, the, the Jets put up 12. They were in the game against Buffalo. I know. They were at least in it for a second. The Colts, man. Jacoby Brissett's going to get to start next week. And God help us Probably if he's any worse than know the Tolzien. Chuck Pagano thought they were playing the 49ers. Pagano didn't know what hit him. He said, congratulations to Coach McVay and the 49ers. They played the Rams. I think that's probably they the are problem. Just completely bad for the wrong team. Pagano's hysterical, the Colts man. Players get off the He's bus. He's so funny. See the Ram logos and are thinking, why are we watching 49er tape all week? This makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? This is the reason why we lost, coach. We've been, we've been prepping for we're the game. We've been looking at Brian Niners. Hoyer for the past. I wondered why we showed up to hours. Los Angeles. I'm like, wait, wait, shouldn't be like, uh, like a Speaking. few hours north. Can I make a late nominee here for Biggest L? Always. The always. football fans of Los Angeles, uh, 53% capacity at the L.A. Coliseum this week. Oh, my goodness. So Got to give it to them, man. Man, did they need a team. Listen, it's tough to get up one. It's 10 a.m. game on, on the Eastern. Actually, no, because they, they played in the afternoon. Yeah, they played in the afternoon. But still, California, California, you got the beach. You got a lot of things going on. Why do I want to go watch Jared Goff and Scott Tolzien battle it out? You don't. You don't. Broncos also got a big win. I might not have given them enough credit. Thought they were going to stink this year. What happened to football Yoda? Hey, don't worry. The, the Chargers will still make the playoffs, but uh, uh, Chargers got a tough out. The this Broncos week. might not be quite Dolphins. Beyond hey, they're fresh and ready to go. You're dang Only right. We Todd are. Say that and, all year, and they have no film on us, right? Yeah. So they might as well be watching the 49ers this week. They should. That's a good way to put Coach McVeigh and them boys. Just ask Pagano how that goes. Nosebleed Seats Podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Schiavello, producer Bab. That's the first half of the show. When we come back, we'll get a little weird. So stick around. Hello, I'm Robert of the Diamond Broker. Over the past 30 years, many jewelry stores have come and gone, but we are still here. We are Dallas's original Diamond Broker, and our A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and a proven track record with thousands of satisfied customers sets us apart. The Diamond Broker has been the go-to source for loose diamonds, engagement rings, and special occasion jewelry. We were one of the first companies in DFW to offer diamonds directly from the cutters. With over $2 million in loose diamonds to choose from, the Diamond Broker is the most respected wholesale broker because we guarantee the color, clarity, and cut of every diamond sold. We offer good old-fashioned value and service, no gimmicks and no hassles. When shopping for an engagement ring, a pre-owned Rolex, or special occasion diamonds, visit the Diamond Broker. Ask around. Someone you know has done business with us. The Diamond Broker, Dallas Original Diamond Broker at Preston and Forest in Dallas are on the web at diamondbrokerdallas.com. Hey, guys. This is Chris Sly, the Fantasy Guy from the Morning Rant. This is how the show is now. Coach is gone. We've gone completely monotone. I'm hoping that you're going to listen every weekday, Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. This ain't like those other WBLZ shows, damn it. This is like Mr. T in the flesh. You know what I'm saying? Chains around my neck because they dangle low to my sandals with socks with WBLZ sandals. Because I got shirts and sandals and hats and pants and shorts and boxes and tattoos. Because I don't give a damn. This is the morning rant. Talk like it. This ain't the other shows. They don't censor us. They try to censor us. They do censor us because we ain't those other guys. We make those other guys quit. We made them tap out. They wear shirts that say tap out on them. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Real cool, bro. Yeah, real cool, you quitter. We don't tap out. We fight to the bitter end. Look at my teeth. You know it. Looks like I fight with crack. But I don't. I fight sports fans. I believe LeBron James the greatest. 
me brought. Shut up. I don't want to hear that crap. This is the Morning Rant. This is WBLZ Sports. If you're a real sports fan, this is where you're supposed to be. If you're a cupcake candy cane world, this ain't where you're supposed to be. No candy canes. I already proved that once. I like cupcakes. Love cupcakes. I eat them every day. Every day. Just like if you're a cupcake, come around, I'll eat them too. This is the Morning Rant. WBLZsports.com. I'm the coach my favorite. You want real sports talk? That's where you come. <laughs> Chris I has nothing for it. That's it. Hey, this is Webb from the 8-Bit Bros, and I got to tell you, whether it be for your industrial, commercial, or residential needs, Gen Services is the electrical contractor for you. The Gen Services team has the expertise, commitment, and educational years to help you solve all of your electrical concerns. They have you in their best interest with helpful suggestions to accommodate your every want. Give them a call no matter the size of the job at 740-438-7173. Mention WBLZ Sports and you'll get a discount. That's Gen Services, 740-438-7173. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, E. Glaze, one half of the dopest sports show on radio, the Crush Sports Talk. Check us out every Tuesday through Thursday right here on WBLZ Sports from 3 to 5 p.m. The dopest sports show on radio with your boy, E. Glaze, and Maceo Heard right here on WBLZ Sports. We've got balls. Yeah, no split seats podcast. So is this what we're doing? Cowboys victory Cowboys week. Cowboys going with boys oh, all the bleeding yeah. time. Son well, of a gun. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, and producer Babs. You're lucky. The one. The, you're lucky the Dolphins didn't play this week because if we would have won, and I say if, like if there was a question, when we would have won, we'd be playing a lot of Dolphins music, and you know what I'm talking about—the greatest football song known to man. Miami Dolphins. That's the Miami one. Miami Dolphins. Lose. So just so you know, that's coming when Dolphins come and smoking Jay Cutler's whipping touchdowns left and when right. They what? I did say that, didn't I? You did. That's hot. You are. But right now, guys, and that leads it perfectly yeah. into baby. It's time. This is the best part of the show. My favorite. Maybe it's because it's my segment. Yeah, it's selfish. But, it but go ahead. Sure. <laughs> Self indulge. Weird with Walchuk. Let's just get vaped out right now. I'm looking to get weird. Me too. That's weird, man. Time to get weird with Walt Jump, baby. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Oh, I'm feeling good. Yeah, buddy. I am feeling so good, Walt Let's get weird with Walt episode 30 edition. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. They're almost on. Weird pants. Make it happen. Give me a second. Make it happen, folks. Belt, loop. Velcro, zipper. All right, I'm good. They're on. All right, I got a quick one for you to start off. They're a little tight. Quick story here. This is a quickie. This is we, I missed quick puck because we haven't had it for a while. So we I haven't got, had a quick puck. I got a puck. quick weird. I got a quick weird for I've you. I've been missing the quick puck. Not that the segment will be weird, but this story is weird and it's quick. What do you think of Burger King? Uh, not a huge fan. Not a huge fan? I only go if... Uh, Whopper's good. No. Everything, the nuggets kind of good. Everything else. Oh, my gosh. The nuggets are disgusting. Awful. I hate, really? the, I hate the nuggets. They give them away to like a dollar. And they should because you couldn't pay me to eat those things. They are so gross. I agree with you. A Whopper's not bad, but those nuggets no, are Whoppers gross. Whoppers are not good. Oh, I don't gross. like I don't like their burgers at all. So if you, you, 
if you live in Texas and you go to Burger King instead of Whataburger or Wendy's or In-N-Out or any one of these places, you, my friend, have no self-respect. Fair. So Burger King's not on the list of places you it's would nowhere near want it. your child to come into the world. Not at all. Well, no. No? So you no, wouldn't. not again. Let's say there's a situation here. Your wife is in labor. You're rolling through. You're driving to the hospital. It gets bad. Stuff gets weird. All of a sudden, you can't go anymore. You've got to stop. There's the Burger King, Burger King parking lot, birth of your child. Wow. What are you thinking? Sounds like a guy who was so hungry, he said, bleep this. Well, babies were born on back-to-back days outside, not just any Burger King, not in different states, not in different countries, the exact same Burger King location. That sounds very Burger King, actually. Wait, where, <laughs> what town, city, zip code, is this even in the U.S.? New Jersey, baby. Really? New Jersey? Holy yes. smokes, I got family from there. Well, that does did not one of feel them, good. Did you add a new little Chiafalo to the fam? No, I don't think so. I don't you might think want to call so. Jersey. Granted, my brother did just book a flight to New Jersey. For a bris? I'm going to have to figure it out. He loves him some Burger King, too. So this is all starting to add up. Well, two women. Wow, weirder than I thought it was going to get. Delivered healthy babies. Healthy is healthy? the key word. Yeah, I'm going to say not mentally. They can't be mentally healthy. healthy. Look, look, look at their parents. They're, <laughs> Dude. They're, are you kidding me? They're, first of all, they eat Burger King. Okay. That's the first I thing think you know about You need about to them. listen to the story before you go on this rant. Because I'm disgusted. This, is, this no. has nothing to do with, with, this is with over. the re- The reasoning was not, oh, we want to have our kids yes, here at this Burger is. King. That's what it they all say. It was an emergency. That's We've like, got to stop. I guarantee you the guy who was shooting freaking drugs in his testes in the middle of the McDonald's was saying the same thing. Oh, I, well, I didn't mean to come to McDonald's. No, he chose I McDonald's. I didn't want to be that here. That was a choice. This is a birthing moment i don't think there's much time if it's coming it's happening couldn't say that any better myself so two women have delivered healthy babies on back-to-back days Listen, in the man, parking lot return. of the same burger king which was in new jersey as i've mentioned oh it's in jersey the police say they were called to the restaurant friday night for a woman going into labor they say the parents were on the way to the hospital we got stuck in traffic And they had to pull over. Hit the king. Officers and emergency responders then helped the woman deliver a healthy son. The same officers went back to the restaurant the next night after a report from another woman going into labor was called. Authorities say the couple was heading to the hospital as well. But had to stop at Burger King The woman started going through severe contractions. They had to pull over. They called for help. The same officers came. Another baby born. My sources say the husband wasn't mad that there was a Burger King in the area. The he was able to kill two birds with one stone. Two Whoppers for $6 in each hand as he's eating the Whoppers. Double fisting it. Double fisting while his son comes into the world. What a better situation could you ask for? Ah, at least give me, a, like I said, give me a Whataburger, man. I would much rather have okay. my kid in a Whataburger. Okay, yeah. You're going to have your kid in a Whataburger? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you bet your sweet ass I am, Bab. I'm going to have my kid My hopefully kid's born in a Whataburger, Bab. Healthily in a hospital. 100%. Room, ready to go. All the Whataburgers. Proud grandparents around. He's Everything gonna, goes He's going to be conceived healthy, at the Whataburger too, Bab. Natural. We're cool. We're good to go. At least the babies are healthy. The uh, mothers are healthy. Everybody's good to go. The mothers Just are clearly not healthy. Very ironic 
that I do want to know how this is burger. working out, though. Is this like on the floor? Is this like on a table? Is this like that was not ooh, described? I'm sure they stayed in the I car. This baby out? No, I'm sure they stayed. It was probably the parking lot, and they stayed in the car. Oh, okay. It was a parking lot. That's what I situation. imagine. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so it was like it probably where the baby was conceived as well. The location. There's got to be a huge gap between wherever these people lived and the hospital, and the closest thing around is this Burger, burger King, thing. baby, saving lives. Just sitting there. Thank you to Chapel. Next story I've got for you. Is it weirder than that? It's Can't funny. Be. It's funny. It's not Good. weirder, but it's funny. Good. Good. So let's say you buy a engagement ring. Mm, let's say it. A three thousand dollar. Let's just go ahead and let's just speak that a into existence. Three thousand dollar engagement ring. Not three, you in 3, specific. 000? Just anybody. Yeah, they they buy a three thousand dollar. Sounds engagement like a ring. nosebleed cedar. My it, kind of guy. And. They go to propose to their girlfriend. Oh, okay. So it was a guy and a girl situation. Yes, Eric. Can you, will you? I gave you your time. You're right. I gave you your time. Stepping on your toes. Can I tell the damn story? You get. The, here's your, here's your platform. This man living in Kansas City, Seth Dixon, was proposing to his girlfriend Ruth Salas in Loose Park on Saturday. He gets down to one knee. He opens up the ring box, ring in hands. Asks, will you marry me? Ruth says, oh my goodness. Starts crying, hands covering face. Yes, of course. Seth then goes to pull the ring out of said box to put it on Ruth's beautiful finger. And the ring falls in between the cracks of of this bridge that they are on. Oh, no. So they're at the park. At the park, obviously, there's just this little overpass with a bridge that you walk on. And he's on one knee proposing this is all on video and he literally oh, it's loses on video this, it's on video but there's there no sound there's there, no sound there people they just had one friend there filming it it must have been a friend that seth said hey i want to capture this on film will you come here probably recorded it on his phone nothing special it shows the whole thing he's on one knee he asks ruth will you marry me great he's getting ready to make that exchange from box to and finger fumbled it and it slips and it goes perfectly right through the cracks and poor seth's face his heart has dropped to his stomach. He's trying to peek through the cracks. Unfortunately, the ring has dropped further. The, oh, they couldn't find the ring. He went in there in the muddy, disgusting, sewer-filled so they, water. So they were digging up in the crack and still couldn't find it? Oh, man. We freaked out was the quote from Ruth Salas. Oh, it was just terrible. Matt's, or Seth Dixon said he was thinking, oh, my gosh. They go to look. He's going through muddy water to find he's going this through, ring. So he's so he's going through muddy water in the crack. Mud, nasty algae, nasty no, mud. No, he's, he's now gone underneath where this ring has fallen. Oh, right. So wow, so he's, he's going in under. the water and he's going. He's down, under the crack, grabbing things. This is wild. So he loses the ring in the crack, a muddy crack to be exact, and he's going up and under the crack. So now he's under the crack. So he's nestled in almost the taint of of the bridge here. Yes. Digging, just digging for this ring. They ended up getting 25 people out there. 25 people in one crack? Taking, well, 12. They, they, they went in units. It kind of sounds oh, okay. like a 12 so they, and 12. They went in shifts. Trying to search for this ring. I was going to say, more than 12 in one crack is like way overboard. To this day, they still, and this happened over the weekend, they still haven't found the ring. Ruth said, quote, it's been a roller coaster of emotions, to be oh, honest. I bet. The emotions are high. I'm happy and excited that we're finally engaged. I just, I'm sad that I don't have a ring to show for it. The couple is still planning on getting married on October 21st. So they're going to go through with they're it. They're trying to, quote, figure it out. Oh, yeah, they're going through it. It's not a sign. It's not a sign. Now, what they have done is they've made a GoFundMe page 
to help the couple replace the lost ring. And I guarantee you, they're going to get a much better ring out of this. Wait, so we can get in the crack too? We could go in the crack called the GoFundMe crack. I oh, I would love to GoFundMe crack. And GoFundMe cracks are my favorite. We can donate money for this couple. This is on Fox News. Just look for Kansas City Man drops 3G diamond ring into pound. Into, into <laughs> pond. <laughs> into pond during proposal. Into and the crack. I think there's a link to the there's a link to the GoFundMe account. And you can go and donate to that. So how is there still 25 individuals in this crack right now? No, they're not looking for it anymore. The crack is cleared. Oh, they've cleared the crack. So there's no more <laughs> mud either. They've cleaned yeah, the mud out of the crack. Yeah, I think they're spending way too much time focusing on the crack. But the crack is... You the, can never focus too much the on the crack. The crack's the culprit. It's already slipped through the crack. You now we're looking under that. the crack. I know. That's what, that's what I'm trying to else. get to. Is so now we're under the crack. And now we're we at are. the most disgusting part. Yes. Right. And, but they're still digging. Yes. My next... I'm going to stick with crack talk a little bit. <laughs> it revolves around the same thing. Wow. Tinder dates. We love Tinder dates. We oh, love talking yeah. Tinder dates on weird. The crack. Okay. Yeah. So a woman goes on a Tinder date. She gets stuck in a window trying to retrieve her own poop. Oh, wow. Earlier this week, Liam Smith, <laughs> who's a grad student, and this is in England. He's a grad student of Britain's University of Bristol, had a nice Tinder date. The night was young. He invited this date to come back and watch... A documentary. Documentaries are all the rage these days. So they're going to sit down. They're going to have a nice glass of wine. They're going to make a documentary. Well, at some point, the unidentified woman asks to use the restroom. When she returned, Smith says he noticed she had a panicked look in her eye. Oh, no. The woman told him, quote, I went for a poo in your toilet and it would not flush. Oh, just never fails. It's always... It's always a dating situation. It's always the first time. It's a first date. It's a, wow, your toilet doesn't work, and yeah. you don't want to let me know about that? Well, he then claims the woman confessed to reaching into the bowl. Bare, barehanded? I don't know that. Wrapping the dookie. Oh, oh. Okay, so she had toilet paper, tissue paper. She sticks her hand in there with the tissue paper, grabs the poo, and throws it out the window. Man. Now, the problem is... She's got an arm like Andy Dalton. The bathroom window doesn't open to the garden outside. There's an 18-inch gap that separates the outside world by another opening double-glazed window. Oh, So no. it's window, 8-inch gap, another window, then there's so outside. So she just slammed her poo against the window. That's all yes. she did. There's just splattered poo on the second window of the bathroom. <laughs> all over the place. For the whole city to see. So now, it's like, whatever... They're, they're tag teaming this. Oh, that sounds hot. To go and get this poo. I love the teamwork. We had 25 people in a crack earlier. Now we got now, now we got two people elbow deep in a toilet. Estranged people on a date. They've got a poo situation. They're it, trying to take care of it. It's beautiful. It was love. They went. Uh, so Mr. Smith goes. He grabs a hammer. He smashes the window. His date <laughs> then climbs head first. I'd rather not have a window Just than a poopy Eric, window. Wait. She climbs head first to retrieve the poop herself. When she does so, she notices she's now stuck. Head first, upside down. Poop in her face. Face probably full of poo. And Mr. Smith is trying to pull her waist and get her out of there. She is stuck, and she is stuck bad. To the point now where they have to call fire and rescue. These are the same guys who took the Burger King calls the, the night before. Different country, but maybe they're flying or they're teleporting around. 15 minutes later, after this incident has occurred, the rescue team gets there. The woman is free. 
And they, quote, said, we often find when people are stuck, they can start to panic very quickly. So their first thing was they're trying to calm this poor woman down. Fortunately for them, she was very open and honest about everything and not too embarrassed. So she handled this great. Dude, I feel like she handled it great from the beginning by even telling the guy, because if that was me, I would have snuck out and just ran and never talked to that person again. First date, delete him off Tinder. No more social media. I'm gone. And we never see each other again. I move different, you know different states but she just came right out with it she walks in she said listen man i took a dump i grabbed it i tried to go whip it out sidearm out the window turns out you had two all right how was i supposed to know how was i supposed she to was know? so forthright man i kind of got low oh for she her. was she was very forthright now the newspaper article that followed up with this then asked that's oh, a headline the guy hey what do you think moving forward is is there any chance here Oh, he said, quote, she's a lovely girl. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I'm really busy with my dissertation at the moment. Yeah, but I'd certainly be open to seeing her again. I, That's felt, kind the of, buck I felt there was a letting her down easy kind of deal. Listen, you can't be elbow deep whipping poops around in my bathroom and expect me to take you on date number dose. Well, this also has a GoFundMe campaign with it. Jeez. This story, everybody's jumping on they're this just, GoFundMe bandwagon. They're all out here grabbing, bandwagon. grabbing for money, man. So he had to obviously destroy this window. Costs him 390 bucks. So he creates a GoFundMe campaign to recoup that money Have you donated? to pay for the new window. Dude, he's already received more than 2,700 donation dollars. Wow. Good for it's him. getting close to $3,000 worth of donations. Buy himself a couple of windows. Well, he, he has come, he's come out and he's promised to donate anything beyond the cost of the initial window repair to two charities. That being Toilet Twinning, which I think uh, benefits <laughs> maintaining flushing toilets in the developing world. And the Don't Poop Your Pants charity. And a Benefits for Firefighters charity. Oh, because firefighters, firefighters had to come dislodge her? Helped her. Man, that is that has to go down as the worst night of that girl's life. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it definitely Hopefully. Does. I mean, if she's had a worse one than that, then God bless her. The last thing I've got for you, uh, if we've got time, it's the only one I have with audio, so I'll pretty much let the story explain itself. But it is pretty shocking. A dozen sharks were found swimming in a New York home's basement. And this new story uh, goes ahead and, and really does a great job of explaining the situation. This is not what you'd expect to see in someone's basement. Sharks between two and four feet long in a 15-foot above-ground swimming pool. It's extremely unusual. Dutchess County SPCA senior law enforcement officer Kimberly McNamee says she's investigated 4,000 cases and never come across anything like this. I've seen um, crocodiles and I've seen snakes, um, stingrays, and I know there was another case that they had alligators as well but no sharks no no sharks the state department of no, environmental no conservation confirms they found seven live sand tiger sharks and three other dead sharks in the pool inside a home in lagrangeville on august 23rd the homeowner has not been charged with any crime at this point and his name and exact address have not been released investigators say the man was likely breeding the sharks to sell to private collectors Sand tiger sharks are a federally protected species and illegal to own anywhere on the East Coast unless you have a special permit, like an aquarium might. People here in LaGrangeville tell me they're simply stunned by the discovery. I can't believe that this happened here. 
it's such a small town and there's no sharks near here. There's no, no ocean near here. Breeding sharks. Caught in nets and removed from the pool, then carefully taken to the Long Island Aquarium, where they are currently under quarantine and being nursed back to health. These sharks were caught off the coast of Alabama on the, the Gulf Coast. We can't put them directly on exhibit anywhere because if they have some sort of pathogen, that will spread to the animals on exhibit. Experts say these are baby sharks, one to three years old, that could grow up to nine feet long. Much too big to be kept as exotic and illegal pets. In LaGrangeville, Dutchess County, Brian County Bear, CBS 2 News. An environmental official say that well, the investigation get that off, is Bab. still Shut ongoing. that down. Animal cruelty, man. What's going on? I don't know what that dude was doing. Breeding sharks in his pool in freaking New York? What are you doing? An above-ground pool. These guys are swimming in, in like, a, yeah, like an inflatable pool. When you look at it, it's strange. And there's, there was, they're big. Some of these are big sharks. Anyway, at least now that they are uh, healthy and in the aquarium. So all of these these turned out well. All these stories, except for the engagement ring. But I do believe they will get a lot of money for that GoFundMe account. Because people are charitable and nice. We live in, hopefully, a, a good, caring world. That's what we'd like to imagine. Go out there and donate. Listen, man. Anytime you have 25 people digging in a crack with you. That's the way to go. I mean, that's a, that's a beautiful society. So poo flying everywhere. Cracks being... Dug swallowing into. engagement rings, babies born at Burger Kings, sharks being bred in New York. That's weird. Let's get weird with Wolf Chuck Edition, episode 30. The Nosebleed Seats podcast. Thank you very, very much for joining us and listening to the show. We appreciate it. Zach Wolchuk alongside Eric Chiafalo, producer Bam. Gentlemen, now we shift gears and we talk the ultimate fighting championship, the UFC. Now, UFC 215 happened this past Saturday night. For the record, we usually close with this, but now that it's football season, we're balls deep in football, and we have Football Yoda on the show, so why not hear from him? We're going to close the show instead of doing our UFC and movie talk, entertainment talk. We're going to close it with football. So don't worry. Sit tight. We'll get there. Yeah, don't think, uh-oh, wait a minute. Are they ending now to our loyal, lovely listeners that we love so much? No, we're the football family? guys, baby. No, yeah, we're going to we're gonna look ahead at, at week two at the end of the show for the NFL. So we're going to add now UFC time. So after I was <clears throat> cut off, <clears throat> again, <clears throat> like the 10th time the show by Eric Chiffal. Fab. <clears throat> Bab. We're having computer issues, so we'd have some awesome music, but Bab will figure that out. This was a, a pretty awesome card. The headliner, as I teased last week, was Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson, who you're a fan of. I like him. He's a stud. That flyweight weight class, it's just a bunch of smaller dudes that, that are so quick. He is like lightning. I mean, if anybody was a fan of Dragon Ball Z growing up, he is like a modern-day Dragon Ball Z character. The way the dude moves around, flies around, flips, jump kicks, he's an incredible athlete. He was supposed to fight Ray Borg. Ray Borg pulled out due to sickness. And that fight was rescheduled, is going to be rescheduled. So the co-main event, Amanda Nunes versus Valentina Shevchenko, moved up to be the co-main, or the main event from the co-main, excuse me. So Sounds like it was a dud, man. What, what, what do you think? The, why? Because the main fight didn't happen. Well, that, that does suck. But the rest of the card was ended up being pretty entertaining. It started off, you had Jeremy Stevens and Gilbert Melendez. Gilbert Melendez is part of the Nate Diaz fighting team. They also fight in the same gym. They train together. They're good buddies. He had been suspended, so he was coming off suspension. This was his first fight back. Suspended for pot? No, I think it was... Um, like a true Diaz? He, he was like a John Jones. Oh, Coke. It, no. 
<laughs> I like that you went straight to coke. <laughs> no, I think it was for like some illegal substance. Steroid. A supplement. Yeah, kind. supplement kind of deal. But it was a war back and forth with Jeremy Stevens. Gilbert Melendez took a ton of leg kicks but fought like a warrior. Jeremy Stevens ends up getting the victory by unanimous decision. For those of you that don't know who Jeremy Stevens is, that big UFC press conference that Conor McGregor headlined about a year ago, and he turns around and says, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> that is Jeremy Stevens, ladies and gentlemen. He's that guy. Henry Cejudo, who has also fought Dimitri's Mighty Mouse Johnson and lost to him, that fight was moved up with him and Wilson Hayes, who is coming off also a loss to Dimitri Johnson, who was bumped up to the main card. Henry Cejudo, probably his most impressive victory of his UFC career, a second-round KO of Wilson Hayes. Rafael Dos Anjos, the former late lightweight champion in the world, he was supposed to fight. Conor McGregor had to pull out. It was literally making his body physically sick to cut down to 155. His body was failing him. He has now moved up to 170 at welterweight. He's had a lot of success. He won his first fight against Tarek Safadine. He now fights Neil Magny, who has the longest reach in the division. Beats him by arm triangle in the first round. Very impressive. He called out Tyron Woodley following the fight. We'll see what Tyron Woodley does. He, he just got diagnosed. Has to have some surgery. He's going to be out a little bit of time, so we'll see. I, I bet they schedule Rafael Dos Anjos against another welterweight opponent before they move on and have him fight for the belt. Then the main came Amanda Nunes, Valentina Shevchenko. These two girls do not like each other. It's a rematch on a very narrow Amanda Nunes win by unanimous decision in a previous fight that they had two years ago. Now, here's the main event. The Women's Bantamweight Championship on the line. They go five hard rounds and Amanda Nunes was the winner by split decision. Valentina Shevchenko, the most fired up I've ever heard her after the fight. Here were her thoughts on the loss. I don't understand why the victory go to the other side. For two takedowns, for all five rounds, she didn't hit no one time, not one punch, nothing significant. Look at her face. Her nose is rose. Her nose is red from my punches. And why she's still... She's still I really don't understand. Even when I was on the ground, I hit very hard from the back position, from the ground position. And I really don't understand why. I don't either. I had Valentina Shevchenko winning that fight personally. Amanda Nunes did get two takedowns in the fifth round, and that fight was really, really close. I mean, it was, oh, I don't know how you scored that one. But I thought, based on damage... Much like coming out of the Robbie Lawler Johnny Hendricks fight of, or excuse me, the Robbie Law, or Johnny Hendricks GSP fight several years ago, you looked at the two fighters. Amanda Nunes was busted up. Valentina Shevchenko looked pretty good, like she could go fight again. I'd like to see that run back. So it's not the beginning of the end for Miss Nunes. No, she's still hanging around. She's still hanging around. She's and gonna she, be okay. There's something about her. She's just not that likable. There's something really? about Amanda Nunes. And I don't think the UFC is really crazy about her being the, the champion of that division. Because they're coming off Ronda Rousey, who is very sellable. Then it was Holly Holm, also very marketable. Then it was Misha Tate, very marketable. Now you've got Amanda Nunes. And they've tried to put her out there. She's been on a couple of the FS1 shows. She's gone around the ESPN deal. Something about her is just not that likable. Not to say Valentina Shevchenko, who you heard there, English needs a little bit of work, would be much better. But as a fighter, you kind of think Valentina Shevchenko won that one. Looking ahead to the UFC, UFC Fight Night will be this weekend, this Saturday night. Luke Rockhold is back in the octagon. You fan of Luke Rockhold? Luke he's a good Rockhold. Looking, he's a good-looking guy, so I figured 
Is he pretty handsome? Maybe. Yeah, he's a, he's a model on the side. He's just a model. Really? Yes. That's an interesting duo. Okay, I'm going to be a model, and then I'm also going to get my pay, uh, my face punched for a living. That's kind of a well, he has best not of both fought, worlds. Uh, in over well over a year now. That could kind of derail your modeling career when you get a freaking cauliflower ear. Yeah, well, he uh, yeah, his ears actually don't look too bad. Not yet. Not yet. They're gonna get bad. I mean, listen, man, you can't be a fighter. Can you be a fighter and a model unless you're like a rugged model and that's kind of like your look and then like each fight get beat up a little bit and it kind of like it goes with who you are. But if you're a pretty guy, and that's how you make your money and now you're going to go get kicked in the face and choked out. I don't know. It's an interesting uh, dynamic. Yeah, it is. The rest of this card, pretty average, to be honest with you guys. Hector Lombard fights on the main card. He's a fun fighter to watch. Kamaru Uzmat is an up-and-coming welterweight guy formerly of uh, UFC, the ultimate fighter. You've got the prelims. Uriah Hall is fighting as well as Obin Mercier, who's also been a veteran of the ultimate fighter. So this fight night card, I'll watch the main event for Luke Rockhold. I might watch Hector Lombard. We'll see the rest of it tomorrow. Sure. Who's okay. You said Luke Rockhold. Luke Rockhold. He's supposed to be sexy. I'm going to look him up. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a judgment. I'm, yeah, I'm give me a judgment because I know you're, you're big on that. His last loss was to Michael Bisping. He is the former middleweight champion of the world. That was for the middleweight title. Michael Bisping knocked him out. UFC 216 is in October. That will be Tony Ferguson versus Kevin Lee. That should be a fun fight card. Uh, Paige Van Sant, the beautiful Paige Van Sant, also on that card. And then UFC 217, we just got scheduled today, which is headlined by Michael Bisping and George St. Pierre. The co-main event of that one is another title fight between Cody Garbrandt and TJ Dillashaw. We just got announced today we have a third title fight on the line for UFC 217 from Madison Square Garden. It is Thug Rose, Yami Nami Yunus, against Joanna Champion. Joanna, Yon Jacek for the strawweight belt. So that card is freaking stacked, ladies and gentlemen. And that's your UFC talk. No, Luke Rockhold. Google tells me, uh, yeah, he's a pretty good-looking cat. He is pretty good looking. Now he's a fighter, so you know he's ripped up. Ripped up like Rambo. Looks great. He's got in the face, he's clean cut. He's clean cut. He's got kind of a Cliff Kingsbury thing to him where it's like I could see you being a coach, a handsome coach. He's a stud. Way to go, Luke. Way to go, Luke. So yeah, he's uh he's on your I want can see list. him on GQ. I, I can see him there. He's a GQ guy. So you think he's hot? No, he's definitely hot. I mean, scale one to ten, you're looking at what a ten? Between an eight and a half and a nine point two. Ooh, that's good for you because you've got tough, tough judgment as we've talked about. Yeah, I'm a you're, picky. I'm a picky guy. Your scale is but he's, very but he's tough good to looking. crack. No, he's good very, looking. very tough to crack. He can see the thing with him. He can go clean shaven. He can go five o'clock, or he can go beard and look studly all the way around. Okay. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rockhold guy. Yeah, he's got a lot going on for him. I, I see him winning this week. No split seats podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Schiaffalo, producer Bam. Eric and I both saw a film this past week, and it has been killing it at the box office. Stephen King's newest version of his book, It, made $123.4 million this past weekend. The biggest, biggest September release of all time. Man, I don't know what you're talking about. I thought whack. this movie was great. You thought it was great. You told me the night before I went and saw it, you were part of the reason I went and saw it. My girlfriend wanted to see it. I wasn't. Nah, I was like, all right, whatever. I'll go see it for you, baby. Walshick said it was good. Because you're, I was like, you're all right. a sissy. Yeah. Let's let's make that clear. You don't no, like but, this stuff. No, but here's you're the thing. You're very scared. Here's the thing. 
You'll float too, actually. I don't like demons. Those are the kinds of movies that I don't like. Now, okay. horror movies like this, I'm not like a fan of. Like, if it wasn't for my girlfriend wanting to see this movie, I would not have gone to see the movie because I don't get enjoyment out of it. But it, it did not scare me at all. Really? It was not scary. It was, it was funnier than it was scary. But even the comedy was forced. It felt forced. It's kid actors. It didn't feel right to me. I did. couldn't agree. Just, just disagree more. Here's the thing, man. It was 20 minutes too long. It was And long. I found myself in the middle of the movie when I should be balls deep in clowns. I found myself drifting into what do I have going on? What kind of... I'm thinking about life. And then I check back in 10 minutes later. I'm like, wait, I just... I don't mind wander during good movies. Well, this was not a good movie. I thought it was great. And it's got an 8.1 on IMDb. Well, you're wrong. And I hate The you. critics and the audiences on Flickster both have it in the high 80s. Highest rated Stephen King movie of all time. Yeah, you're, uh, you Man, seem like Stephen you're the King minority must be here, overrated. Minority here. Uh, I thought it was brilliant. I couldn't disagree more. I thought the kids were awesome. The kids, to me, made this film. It had like a, a Goonies kind of feel to it they were all rallying together a lot of your things we talked off air stuff that you didn't like and we don't want to give spoilers are things that if you read the book it's part of the story like granted your, your knocks on it are knocks that are part of this genre like obviously yes you're not going to just kill the main characters immediately the miniseries in 1990 aren't you i, I didn't i've never watched it ever I, I don't know much about it i didn't know much about it going into it so oh, that is a okay. fair point where if you're just an it freak, then maybe this is right up your alley. I was not an it freak. I haven't read the books. Yeah, and have I've you seen only the seen, original I miniseries? I saw parts of the miniseries and didn't think it was good. The miniseries makes me laugh. Because it was just it's so cheesy. cheesy. See, I yeah, thought this and was Pennywise doesn't scare me. Pennywise freaks me the out in this one. This one. Did you see it too? Bad. No, I've seen clips. Oh, my gosh. The oh, okay. clips, see, the clips had me not, terrified. See, he did not I have a, Oh, yeah. my gosh. I couldn't. I don't know what. In the beginning, he did a little bit, and then it's like, and then it just became, it was just played out by the I end. I think it gets worse. I mean, it. he takes things that you're scared of and transforms into them. I thought Pennywise was freaky as all get out, dude. I thought Bill Skarsgård did an incredible job performing Pennywise Better than in this. Tim Curry. Yeah, no, much better. I found myself better wondering. than Tim Curry. I didn't even see it, and it's hard to imagine that this schmuck was better than Tim well, Curry. Well, if you pull up what Tim Curry looked like, it's well, not scary at all. At all. This is freaky. Yeah, but what about just the acting itself? Because this, it, his voice, I don't like his voice. Just the voice weird was a little weird, but I mean, he's a sounds clown. Sounds like Scooby Doo. He's a homicidal clown. He sounded like a cartoon dog. I thought the dude was mesmerizing when he was on screen. And I found myself thinking, where the heck is he? What is he doing? At all times, thought the chemistry with the kids was great. You got one of the dudes, Finn Wolfhart from Stranger Things. You Stranger Things fan? Wolfhart? Wolfhart. His last name's Wolfhart? Wolfhart, yeah. That's how it's God, spelled. that's bad. He's got Wolf a weird last name. Wolfhart? I thought he was great. I thought the kids were funny. I didn't think it was forced. I thought the pacing was good. For a guy who sees a ton of movies, I thought this movie was great. Yeah, and that's why I'm disappointed. I thought it was awesome. I took your opinion for high stand. I thought you were the movie Yoda, the football Yoda. I don't know what you were looking for. I'm sorry that you were disappointed. To sorry. each their no, own. Listen, I'm you're saying I think you're I wrong about you. this I just one. want you to know, Walsh, I do forgive you. I appreciate that. I'm but I think it, you're in the minority. I am. I didn't like it. I am. I'm saying it Sunday. I'll have my review next Yeah, show. because you're a big Stephen King fan. Yeah, Stephen yeah so, King we, so Bab and I will come from completely different perspectives in terms of going to see the movie. I know nothing. You know a lot. So maybe you'll come back and say it was awesome. I will just disagree with you and, and no longer respect your opinion about movies. And, and there listen is a, to that, that's fine. There's a general rule 
that any Stephen King book made into a movie is good if Stephen King has no involvement with it. He had no involvement with this movie. He had no involvement with Stanley Kubrick's Shining. That, until this movie came out, was the highest rated Stephen King movie of all time. Stuff that he has been involved in, like The Dark Tower and Pet Cemetery, have sucked. Well, there you go. So, so he didn't have anything to do with this one. It's awesome. Go see it. Don't listen to Eric. He's a hater. A lot of haters, man. A lot of haters out there. No, hey, you someone's got to like do it. it and that's it, fine. I mean, and, and honestly, sure you're probably not alone. There's some people, obviously, you didn't get 100 and 10 out of 10. There's no, it just got 20% of America that didn't like it. Well, I'm in that you're in 20. That 20. But, and I'm not even really a tough movie critic. I mean, most of the time, you can get by with me. If you, if you got a movie and I'm going to the movie theater to watch it, I can at least say it was decent. I bought into this it all. This one, man wasn't feeling it at all i loved it not scary forced comedy i thought there were a lot of wtf Jeez, moments too long i was cringing i was genuinely had the eebie-jeebies the chills I was cringing going on from how bad it was mm. i literally felt bad i thought it was awesome it's like i paid money for this well I, so did a lot of people i mean 123.4 mil hey, wait for red go see it in theaters it's a buck. with a full crowd of people go do yourself a favor come back let us know what you thought hit us up on twitter at nosebleed pod did you like it or did you not like it? You're most likely going to say you liked it. Eight out of ten do. Fresh to the weekend box office, not good. Home again, 8.6 mil. Don't even know who's in that movie. The Hitman's Bodyguard, your big movie that you talked up you haven't even seen yet. You're dang right, I haven't. 4.8 mil. Ooh. Annabelle Creation, which is also good. Not as good as it, but also I good. I saw that. Liked it? It was. I didn't mind it. Freaked me out quite Sounds a bit. Off. That's did. some demon stuff that you would not like. I'm not that. into demon yeah. stuff, man. Yeah, I'm not demons. into demon stuff. It's weird. Made four mil. Wind River, which I've heard is is pretty solid film. That's the movie I wanted to say. Yeah. My younger brother, who I usually respect his opinion, except for the fact that he told me that this movie It was really good, and he was blatantly He's got wrong. great taste. He usually is pretty solid on movies when he recommends them. Well, he knows what he's talking he about. He told me Wind River was phenomenal, best movie he's seen in a long time. So well, Wind we River, do I know nothing about Let's it. Do I don't it. know anything. Let's do it. You Let's and go me. see it. We'll hold hands and do it together. You buy the popcorn? You got the drinks. Yeah. All right, Wind River, here we come. Share straw. Can't wait. It's going to be the greatest thing that ever happened. And, folks, guess what? We also, uh, I don't all, you know, football's not my only forte. I'm a big movie yard. I know. You're a movie Yoda. You're a football Yoda. So, we talked last week about how Colin Trevorrow left the directing position of Star Wars Episode Nine, And I said, most likely what's going to happen? J.J. Abrams, you the got out the Force Awakens, ball. is going to step up. And he's going to say, screw it. I want back in the director's chair after sitting out for Last Jedi. I'm going to do nine. Today, it was announced J.J. Abrams will be directing Star Wars Episode Nine. Back in the seat, baby. Back in the saddle. Mm. And I love number seven, so I can't imagine why I wouldn't love number nine. It's funny, why are you looking ahead to number nine when we haven't even got the number eight yet? And I'm a little nervous. Like, does this not make you a little nervous for Episode Eight? I'm that, a little nervous. That they're just already jumping it's not and gonna skipping be as good. it. Yeah. It's like the, the you're the middle child in terms of this the the new trilogy here. But then the seven, again, eight, nine. You're the middle child, number eight. Empire Strikes Back. Some think is the best. What number is Empire Strikes Back? Five, five, five was phenomenal. I mean, three, four, and I mean That's four, five, Luke and six were the originals. The original, yes, the originals were just so freaking good. I mean, you're I'm splitting still, hairs on I'm all. I still of them. was not very impressed with seven. You didn't like Force Awakens? It followed essentially the same formula 
that made the original so good. Yeah. But I think it was it worked. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, I still it, liked wasn't it. it wasn't the worst one. That's still reserved for the family. To me, it was for me, but Rogue One. People hyped up a lot. I saw it and was like, yeah, this was See, I this was okay. I loved Rogue One. Really. I, I felt, loved the last 20 thought, minutes of Rogue One. I thought the rest of the story See, I thought very predictable. Rogue One should have been or, or episode 7 should have been what Rogue One was, a the flavor of the original trilogy but with a different plot line. The Rogue or uh, Force Awakens to me just felt like a remade episode 4. Yeah, and I, that's fair, but I thought they did a really good job doing it. Who doesn't love BB-8? I love Rey. Ray is great. Love mm. Ray. Fell yes, in love with is. that girl. I can't remember her name now. Uh, Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. She's yes. my dove, man. I think I actually had her as my screensaver for a little while. She cracked the top one spot. Wow. Yeah, she broke, uh, She, I guess, uh, Margot Robbie. There you go. Spot. Just for a second. Just for a second. There you go. Tyrese Gibson is begging The Rock to do a solo Fast and Furious spinoff movie. Would begging. you be interested in that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I would end up watching it. Two big, muscular, good-looking dudes on screen, driving fast. Sign me up. Sounds like a Chia follow special right there. It's better than it, that's for sure. And do you watch the show Vikings at all? No. You should. Vikings is good. Also good-looking people with long hair and beards. Oh, it's my flavor. Exactly. It's been renewed for a season six, which will get 20 episodes. I bet they'll split it into two parts. No. First 10, second 10. What I'm about to get going back on is season two of Vice Principals. Oh, yeah. Vice Principals. That's huh? HBO. Danny McBride. The other guy, I don't know his name, but he's funny. Dude, season one was hysterical. I can't wait for season two. I think it starts, honestly, I think it starts this week. It's an HBO deal. If you can get it, do it because, man, funny stuff. I still need to go back and watch uh, the first episode of American Horror Story Cult for last week. I'm a little behind. Big Brother, though. Big Brother's winding down. So now I can. Put a little more focus on my other shows. I I don't know. I've been stuck as a Big Brother fan. I watched it growing up with my parents, and now I can't watch a se- I can't miss a season. I, I watch it every summer. Never watched a second of it. It's like the world's greatest human being social experiment. Don't plan to. God, yeah, because you have bad taste. So I'm told. No split seats podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric follow producer Bab. That was NFL. Time is now. Here it is. We look ahead to week two in the National Football League. We talked a little bit about week one. We didn't hit every team. We tried to hit most of the teams we could. Eric, you already teased the Thursday night game, Texans-Bengals. You expect it to be a Bengals Oh, it's a fireworks show, baby. I mean, that's going to be back and forth. That's a must-watch, can't-miss, get home from work early, camp out in front of the screen, and just get balls deep in the worst offensive line play you've ever seen and potentially some of the worst quarterback play you've seen. How deep? A.K.A. the Red Rifle, Mr. Andy. So you're Dalton. giving the Texans no chance Zero. in this one. Zero. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And here's why. Andy Dalton. So I will I will never rule out the team that's playing Andy Dalton for a victory. But that freaking I don't think you go into Cincinnati, right? It's in Cincinnati with well, a rookie they quarterback. They were at home in Cincinnati against the Ravens no, and I got know. shut out. No, I get that. But you're talking about a rookie quarterback with a bad O-line in his first start ever. On the road, short week, sure. Give me the Bengals. The Bengals? But it's it's not worth watching. Okay, I, I'm not really super excited to watch it either. The Bengals. I will. The Bengals, yeah, I will. I think the Bengals have a bounce-back game. What about, did you watch any of them? Joe Mixon played quite a bit, and I was unimpressed by his performance. Did he play quite a bit? I yeah, didn't he did. think he played that much. He got about eight or nine carries, uh, a couple of targets in the reception game, and then Geo just came in and looked like the better back. 
and they left Gio in for a lot of the time. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm not going to make any rush to judgments on a rookie running back. No, he one game still, is what it is. To me, is but an absolute badass. It was a weekend where rookie running back stole the show. Dalvin Cook was great for the Vikings. Fournette. Set the rookie debut record on a team that just had Adrian Peterson a decade ago as a rookie. And yeah, Leonard Fournette looks like he is the vocal point. Of the Jacksonville McCaffrey Jaguars. McCaffrey looked nice. McCaffrey not, had not some moments, but... had that bad fumble. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he he was a little bit disappointing as well, but you saw flashes at least. Tarek Cohen, isn't he a rookie running back? Tariq the, Cohen. Or Tariq. For the Chicago Bears. Good yes. correction. Kareem Hunt. Hunt Kareem Hunt. Uh, Kareem Hunt. Chiefs oh. balled his freaking face off. And we didn't even touch on that. The Chiefs. Touch ups, on it, man. Upsetting the it. Patriots week one, and they looked awesome. They came back. They fought their way back, and in the fourth quarter, dominated. Kareem Hunt put on a show. Tyreek Hill looked good. Alex Smith looked like uh, the drafting of Patrick Mahomes kind of a little fire under that man's tiny. Sad news, though, was Eric Berry, man. <clears throat> Out for the year. Love watching him play. Him and Earl Thomas, to me, on the safeties in Dude, football. Dude, you know what? Now that you said that, watching the Green Bay and Seattle game, Earl Thomas was all over the place. Looked like he had young, fresh legs. He's coming off a damn hip surgery. The dude's a stud. That defense looks so good. Hasn't lost a step. Yeah. yeah. Wow, because... What they hold Aaron Rodgers to like fourteen points or something? Seventeen, I think. Seventeen. But even so, yeah. I On mean, the road. Both defenses played really well. Green Bay's look good. That's another offensive line though, and I and I mentioned That's that when we were one. talking about it. Seattle, and this is going on now since they won the Super Bowl. They just don't pay any attention to that offensive line and think, okay, we're gonna be fine. And now you got Russell Wilson running like a chicken with his head cut off. Eddie Lacey should retire. They've got no running game to speak of. Well, they traded for a former first-round defensive lineman when they have a stacked defensive line already. Why not trade for a for a freaking offensive of line? You got You have the worst offensive line. Maybe there wasn't there a guy to trade for. With Houston I don't know. You gotta New have York. an available guy. I'm listen. I'm sure they could have figured something out. You do nothing. Here's what you do. You go into the offseason, you say our offensive line sucks. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go get a Luke Jokel who couldn't make it in Jacksonville. Am I reading that right? Yes, I am. Can't make yeah, it in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Let's send him on over here to Seattle, and we'll become awesome. Well, not so fast. The Green Bay Packers, who I don't think anybody can name more than three players on their entire defense. Mike Daniels maybe the most underrated player in football at Listen, anytime tackle. you're going up against very, Luke very Jokel, good. you and Tank Lawrence well, he was and Vincent Mayo and all you other average but players yeah, are going to look good. great. They're not so, good. No, they're not good. And, and they go and get Sheldon Richardson to boost up their already badass defensive line. And but they say damn, Russell Wilson. The defense look great. So sad. They got Sheldon Richardson for nothing, essentially, though. Let's be real here. That was a deal that fell into their laps. I don't knock them for doing that. But they should, in the offseason, through the draft, do something to try and help Russ out a little bit. They're Ronald fine. Leary. They got Luke Jokel. They think they got Tom Cable as their line coach. And he's just going to whiff his magic wand and make them competitive. I don't know so much. And this week, I think they play on the road. They're back home at they're at blah, blah, They're back home taking on San Francisco. So you Seattle think is okay. You're looking for maybe a bounce they can back get a game. get well game. Yeah, but still, dude, that offensive line with that offensive line, I can tell you now, the Giants and the Seahawks are doing nothing this year in terms of winning anything substantial. I'm telling you now, well, the Seahawks are probably still going to win that division easily. Now okay. that you have no David Johnson, I'm talking substantial. The Rams, when I'm talking substantial for Seattle and and New York, I'm talking about at least, or at least the the conference championship. Okay. And I can tell you now, with those offensive lines, neither one of those teams is touching that. Well, I've got the Seahawks as my Super Bowl pick, so that's not. Well, a good you're sign. the football Yoda, so what am I talking about? Yeah, exactly. Shut your dirty mouth. The Ravens at home against the Brownies. The Brownies, I'll tell you what, look pretty competitive. They looked competitive against the Steelers. Yes, they did. And Deshaun Kaiser, he deserves some credit because he wasn't just doing some play-action rollouts. 
He wasn't doing some easy read stuff. He was dropping back, and they were making him scan the field and 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 play quarterback like quarterback's supposed to be played. And he did he not do a bad job. And no, he did not do a bad their job. Their defense didn't look bad either. They stopped. Lavey on Bell, they shut down the run game. Totally did. It was just Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger. At some point, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna make plays on you. So it just is what it is. But sh- big, big congrats to the Browns because they hung in there. No one thought they would. And Deshaun Kaiser, hey dude, looks like not a bad quarterback. This is fun. There's some hope. Yeah, there's some hope there. Danny Woodhead for the Ravens goes down in the first half. Now he's got a hamstring injury. He's out a minimum of four weeks, possibly as long as eight weeks. I was this close to uh, trading for Danny Wood. I have him in a league, league, and it's terrible. I was this close to trading for him in our league, like seconds away from doing it. I was like, nah, never mind. Ten minutes later, I flip on the tube, and he's already out. Six Good weeks. thing you didn't. The guy can't stay healthy. Now I've got to wonder, do I just decide to, to drop him? Cut him. Do I just drop Cut him? Cut him. Get Tariq Cohen? Cut him. Yeah, go get Tariq. I like Tariq. Tariq looks good. Speaking of Tariq Cohen and the Bears, they're playing Tampa Bay, who are them and the Dolphins, freshest teams in football, baby. Yep, no Didn't film on Didn't have to us. play. They're going to Tampa. I, I think I'm ready to see the Buccaneers. I think having no Mike Evans week one, hurt a lot of fantasy owners, no Jaquiz. Who doesn't love little Jaquiz Rogers? I got him. I got him on my squad. I got Jaquiz. I think they're ready. And the Bears didn't look as bad as I thought, but Tampa Bay, I hope, runs them the heck out of Florida. Oh, dude, you're not a Bears guy. No, I thought the Bears were going to stink this year. I need the Trubisky area to uh, start. We, did, we thought Glennon wouldn't last a half, and it turns you're out right. he lasted, a he full lasted game. longer than Savage did. That was bad, uh, Prague. I, I didn't see that one coming. I was wrong on, on that. I was wrong on one. I can't believe it. Football this, Yoda never happened. Steelers are hosting the Vikings. The Vikings look like the playoff team I predicted them to be. Sam Bradford, wow, most accurate quarterback in football, according to Ken Fahey, Proved the author it. of the quarterback Bible. He proved it. He got some time. He finally, listen, you're talking about a Sam Bradford who has never been and even had an average offensive line. Finally, he's got himself one, and you see what happens. The he's got Dalvin not, Cook playing he's great. He's not a bad player. He's got a really good defense Stephon with Minnesota. Diggs had an awesome game. I think that's going to be a fun fun division to, to keep an eye on because Detroit, even though I'm not high on them, they always find a way to eke out victories in some weird way. Yeah. I think Minnesota's actually got a good team, and now – that's the competition now with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I think it could be kind of a fight to the end in that NFC North. I think at least two teams are coming out of that division. Yeah, I said I picked Packers, Vikings in my prediction. I agree with you. They're going on the road to Pittsburgh. Big Ben, we saw it in that Key and Fahey notebook. He has his best games at home. Yes, he He's does. very helter-skelter, usually has a bounce-back game at home. That's a fun one. What do you think? What's your pick right now? I know it's early in the week. What's Wait, Pittsburgh. Pick? Pittsburgh. Who, who are they playing? I Pittsburgh at it. home versus Minnesota. Oh, oh, they are. Playing I think that's Minnesota. that's one of the most fun matchups of the weekend, in my Th- opinion. That definitely is one of the most fun matchups. I- I'll tell you, if Minnesota was at home, it would be a no-brainer, Minnesota for me. Being that they're in Pittsburgh, I will just I'll give the slight edge to Roethlisberger and those guys, even though they they looked really unimpressive uh, against the Browns. They looked really unimpressive at home. I'll take Big Ben as well. The team that I don't want to be is the team playing the New England Patriots after an embarrassing home loss. Sucks to be New the New Orleans. Orleans Saints. Yes, the Saints who lost on Monday Night Football. They are coming off a short week. They got New England's got a long New week. England's got a long week. Rested they lost. Up. They've pissed. been pissed off. Bel- Belichick and Brady are coming to kill some people. If there is a sure thing, it's, it's New England going into New Orleans and winning by at least ten. Oh, you're you're going at least ten. I think it's probably going to be worse than that. I think they're going to win by a lot, by two touchdowns or more. Damn, Yoda. Chiefs hosting the Eagles, the team that defeated 
those Patriots. I, I think that's also an interesting game. Give me the Chiefs. You've got the Chiefs at home. Andy Reid, his former team, I think he beats them too. Titans, Jags. The Titans dropped one to Oakland. We were both very high on the Titans this year. The Jags looked really good against the Texans team that was in the playoffs a year ago that we said was the most disappointing of week one. Do things even out and come back down to earth? I think so. I think the Titans go to Jacksonville and let the Jags know, hey, you're not there quite yet. Marcus Mariota continues the surge. Hey, don't forget, you have Blake Bortles. Hey, don't forget, Doug Marone's your head coach. We know you don't like Jacksonville. Now the David Johnson-less Cardinals go to the team that I think is the worst in football right now, and that's the Indianapolis Colts. Guaranteed 100% chalk it up to a Cardinals victory. That is a bad game. I think uh, you were right. I thought the Cardinals would be a little bit better this year. Now that you don't have David Johnson, Carson Palmer looked like puke. I think they're going to beat Indy because Indy's that bad, but that's a game that I would not even watch. That's terrible. Let the Jacoby Brissett era begin. Yeah, let it begin. How about Cam Newton? We talked a little about Christian McCaffrey. Cam Newton and the Panthers go back home. They host the Bills. I thought Cam looked really bad. Looked off with his throws. Looked a little bit uncomfortable back there. Looked a little timid. He's coming off that injury. He didn't get much training camp. Didn't get much preseason. He's probably going to be rusty. So you think it was just kind of a one-week thing? He'll well, come back and bounce back against the Bills at home this I week? I don't know that he necessarily bounces back this week, but I think he'll probably get better as the season goes on unless he really is still hurt. I mean, if he's still injured, he's still injured, and then he's only going to get worse. But if he is healthy and he just needs to get a few weeks of, listen, we got some new players, we got some new stuff going on. I haven't really been involved in much of the on-field stuff since last season. Give him a couple of weeks. I'm not going to jump the gun on him. But, no, he did not look good. And, I mean, I'm not like a crazy Cam Newton uh, advocate either. I don't think he's phenomenal. MVP of the league two years ago. No, he was. He was the MVP of the league a few years ago. But, again, you're talking about a guy who was running all the time. I don't know if he's still wanting to do that. Yeah, that's something to keep an eye on if you're a Panther fan. Raiders should pounce all over the Jets. You got the Chargers hosting your Miami Dolphins. You think the Dolphins come out and look good early? The Chargers smoking Jay. I don't know. This is the thing. I just have, you don't know. Yeah, I just have no idea. We had the hurricane. We've spent all week in LA. We're practicing there. We're, the game is going to be there. This is not week one. It's week two, but it's week one for us. There's just a lot of weird stuff going on. Jay Cutler's our quarterback. I have no idea. 49ers Seahawks. We expect the Seahawks to win. Redskins Rams. This is an interesting one. Redskins look terrible. If they go 0-2, I think all hell is going to break loose in Washington. The Rams, they actually looked pretty darn good at home this past week. Sean McVay and the 49ers, man. Got to give it to them. Got to give it to them. You think uh, the Rams, we we said the Jaguars would. We don't think they're real. You think the Rams can beat the Redskins? I mean, can they? Sure, but this is a much tougher test. The good thing for... The Rams, as they played against a team last week who had a terrible offensive line in the Colts, and now they're going to Washington, where the Washington's got a pretty bad offensive line too. I think they've so got they're, they're gonna, an they're, average line. They're not bad. They've well, got the Trent Eagles, Williams, the Eagles the made them look in awful. The, the Eagles made them look terrible. The Eagles have one of the best defensive lines in football, though. We talked about that last week. Sort of the, I mean, the Rams Don't got be the, Ram, the the Rams have Bob Quinn. And Aaron Donald's back in action. So yeah, the Rams' defense isn't bad. They've got playmakers. So what I'm saying is, is they're probably going to be all over Cousins as well. So I think the Rams beat the Redskins at home. Okay. I really do. I think the Redskins are in some deep, deep poo-poo right now. Cowboys, Bucks. I think the Cowboys go into Denver, and uh, I was not high on the Broncos coming into the year. That defense is tough. That defense will give the Cowboys a little bit of issues. But, but ultimately, the boys are going to go in there and take the dub, baby. Is it going to be an easy win? I don't think it'll be easy. I think the Broncos, the coaching, the the Broncos coaching, stepped up, proved to me that they're actually here and they're a lot better than I thought. Trevor Simeon, if he plays that kind of style where he doesn't lose the game for them, 
I think they can hang around. But ultimately, the Cowboys are a better team. They should get that win. Hopefully, the Falcons can play the Packers at home on Sunday night, rematch the championship game. I think the Packers uh, are waiting to explode on offense, and it'll happen indoors in Atlanta this Sunday night. I'm glad it's in Atlanta because we'll get to see the true speed on both teams, and it should be pretty high flying. I'd, I'd imagine Green Bay's defense comes back to earth a little bit. And uh, Atlanta didn't look that great against Chicago. No, but Chicago's that bad. They held on to win. And Atlanta's just so much better on the turf at, in their own place. They are. They're not. I mean, it really does make a difference for them. It does. And then we conclude on Monday Night Football, the Lions at the Giants. You talked about the Lions. They find a way to win some games. Lions are winning the game. Mark it down. All of a sudden, it in New York? A, it's in New York. Odell Beckham Jr. May, we don't know. We expect him to be back, but we don't know. If he's out, I think it's a for sure a loss for the Giants. If he's in, you know he's going to perform on the Monday night spotlight. If he gets an opportunity, man, his quarterback's going to be beaten to sh- All you got to do is get it near that guy, and he'll find a way to come down with it. That's a fun one. You could look at a potential Giants-Redskins 0-2 start by the end of next week, and those fan bases will be going crazy. And you could case. easily see the Eagles at 1-1. Or 2-0. Sitting at the top with the Cowboys. Maybe. Or if they're lucky enough. Or maybe the Cowboys. Don't put that out there. Don't put that out there. No Split Seats Podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you to the Diamond Broker. Thank you to SND Media, Susanna and Deja, our media team, WBLZ Sports. Make sure you hit us up on our website. NosebleedSeatsRadio.com. All of our social media stuff is on there. Like it, subscribe, hit us up on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, whatever you want to listen to. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Until next week, come poised. Great, thanks.